How do I start? How do I start the show? <laughs> I never remember how to start. Hey guys, welcome to Church Jams Now. Church Jams Now! That's right, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds do a deep dive on Christian music from the 90s and 2000s. Nailed it. Thank you. I've been practicing. Is that the only time I've gotten it right? You got really excited about getting it right last time. That's true. And I don't know if you still if you still got it right because you were. Well, did you see me start to get excited, it. and then I like had to f- like physically calm myself down and like close my yes. eyes, yes, <laughs> and go to like a zen place. So yeah, uh, I am one of your hosts, uh, Kylan Savage. With me as always is T.J. Smith. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Sup, buddy? A uh, new album just dropped. Mm. Hey, how, how you feel about that? I feel great. It feels so good to have a project of that magnitude and that took that length of time to have it just out of my hands now that it's just done and I don't have to worry about it anymore. That's always a good feeling. (laughs) Even though it was self-imposed. I'm just like, okay, great. Now I can let go of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So how those go. And we also have our beautiful producer, Josh Olson. Hey, guys. What's up? buddy. How you doing? Doing great. Happy to be here. Feeling, uh, how you feeling today? Feeling a little wide-eyed. If you know yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> your eyes are a little sleepy. They're not that wide. Hmm. We got two episodes to do tonight, so you better... Those eyes better get wide. This tea's going to kick in for me. <laughs> there you go. Guys, <laughs> we have a guest this week who is being incredibly professional and quiet, and I don't know what to do with that. Am I supposed to be louder? Uh, you're being just, uh, <laughs> yeah, you just, you got to just jump in just with make this. make it like, your own podcast. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, by the end of this episode, you're actually going to take my place because I'm going to quit at some point and you'll just take my place. Okay. Uh, guys, we have Sarah Dickard on the podcast. She's a really good friend of TJ's. Uh, Josh and I are meeting her for the first time. So, hey, Sarah, how's it going? Hey, guys, what's up? Thanks so much for having me on here. I'm really excited. Yeah. It's good to uh, be on the Church Chans Now podcast, finally. That's right. Be uh, part of the CJN crew. I know. Yeah, that's right. It's been a while in the works, and I'm so glad we finally made it happen. Thanks for bearing with us, Sarah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, we're trying to slowly build a podcast empire in a church gyms now extended universe so that's true we're so glad you're here so before we talk about the artist and stuff we're talking about sarah um you know when we have new guests we like to talk just a little bit about sort of what is your experience specifically with like christian music of the 90s and 2000s like did you grow up in a super christian home and were you only allowed to listen to christian music or you know like what is your what is just what's your deal (laughs) yeah 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 okay okay um, I grew up in a Christian house and my dad is not a musical guy. He like never, he hates like lots of sound and there were four kids. So he had sound all the time. Wow, yeah. So any, anytime we were like doing anything, he'd be like, turn that down or turn the radio <laughs> off or whatever. So he was like, classic dad uh, move. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so like no influence on that side. Um, but my, my mom wasn't even like a good musical influence necessarily. Um, she just likes music. But I had a music ear for like piano and stuff like that. Um, and then I joined choir. And so that was kind of like my big music thing. I'm not as much of a music nerd as you guys. Like I didn't go that far. Like I don't do all the things. That's okay. Now. Not many people have. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird rabbit hole to go down. So you're fine. <laughs> 
But um, as far as like Christian music, like it wasn't that we weren't allowed to listen to anything else. It's just that like, that's just what my mom listened to and my dad didn't listen to anything. So Mm. it was like, all right. Like I just assumed that's what we were allowed to listen to. Uh, But my siblings broke the mold. They listened to other stuff. (laughs) I was was the firstborn. So (laughs) yeah, you got the brunt of that. I get that. Okay, I have a a question. Do you remember, not to put you on the spot, but do you remember the first CD that you ever bought? Oh, shoot. Like your own purchase, nobody influencing you. Gosh. I mean, I don't know if this is right. So, like, maybe Stephen Curtis Chapman. Okay. Hell yeah. Do you remember which one? Which album it would have been? I mean, obviously the Dive one, right? Wasn't that, like, the first one? That was, like, the big one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Speechless, yeah. Josh, you're the only person that remembers that that album is called Speechless. Yeah, not it's not called Dive. <laughs> you would think it is. You're the, but it's like not. even Stephen Curtis Chapman <laughs> is just like, well, yeah, you guys remember that Dive, dive album, album I did 30 years ago? <laughs> right. <laughs> Truth. It's only because I recently saw it on cassette at a secondhand shop, and I was like, oh, did you buy it? No, I should have. I know Why where it is. I should go back it? and get it. Dude, yes, I I swear, all like thrift store christian media purchases will will reimburse you from the cjn fund <laughs> i think it's as long just, as, as, as a resident dollar. archivist i feel like you deserve that perfect i want to ask what are some what were some like artists and albums other than like the stephen Curtis chapman obviously what were some other ones that you were listening to christian okay. or non-christian growing up i've been thinking about it a lot ever since you know but i feel like y'all bring up a lot of bands and i'm like oh my gosh i forgot about them like mm. um Sanctus Real, you know? Yeah. I think the album that y'all Sanctus covered Real. was not one actually that I listened to, but I was like super into them. Were you more like a Fight the Tide uh, listener? Fight the, one the after? Tide, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then even the one after that. Oh my God. I completely forgot that we covered Sanctus Real. <laughs> <laughs> It was only a few months ago. Yeah, I was like, I was, I was just. Re- that's why I got so quiet. I was just like, "Saint Israel." Wait, what? Did we cover Saint Israel? <laughs> what? She confusing Israel? us with a different podcast. <laughs> what? Who covered Saint Israel? Oh my god, I'm losing my mind. Okay, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's all good. But like, um, Point of Grace, Avalon, uh, Zoe Girl. Yeah, FFH. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Switchfoot, obviously, everyone was in the Switchfoot, right? Everyone. Everyone. Yeah, can confirm. Oh, man. It's hard to remember, but it's like, I, I have to like start Googling and then like all the names come up like that one, that one, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I go on Spotify and then I just start looking at related artists. Yep. That's yes. the way to do it. That's a good list though. Yeah. 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 So what, when uh, when we first contacted you, I don't know if TJ gave you like a, a list or just kind of said like what are some albums you want to talk about um well i was like hey tj y'all need to get some girl bands up in here <laughs> that's right that's right we do we and do. i listen nothing against boy bands nothing against boy bands no, I no. To all those boy bands <laughs> no you were right it was high time no yeah we definitely it, there's one thing this podcast needs it is more feminine energy <laughs> please always which is why i painted my nails for this episode <laughs> um, let me see them let me see them look at that ready they're looking good solid coat thanks thanks okay yeah uh so what album did you settle on that we're going to talk about all right we're going with nicole nordman's what is it wide-eyed 
What's, what's the name of the album that I picked again? Can y'all oh, remind man, me? That's a real Kylan move. You're going to fit it. right in whenever I, I love it. Whenever <laughs> she takes your place. <laughs> yeah. So you got Seamless right transition. Seamless. Cool. Uh, so before we talk about it a little more, um, let's hand it off to beautiful producer Josh. Let's see if you have any uh, context for us, some details, some history about Nicole Nordman. I do. Nicole Nordman is originally from Colorado Springs. She got her career started in 1997, and I think she's still going on today. Her last album was in 2020. She got her start when she entered a gospel music association contest, better known as GMA, in L.A., and she was noticed by a music producer, and that's how she got her start. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, at least for this record, we normally talk about members, but for this record, it's just kind of a lot of CCM Nashville session people, so yeah, it's just kind it of It was recorded standard. in Nashville? I believe so, I'm assuming. Okay. It was, yeah, yeah, because... It was on Sparrow Records or Star Song, oh. which is under Sparrow Records, so I'm assuming it was in mm. Nashville. Right. Yeah. So the record we're talking about today is her debut record, which is called Wide Eyed, which was released September 22nd, 1998, which right around the time this episode drops, it will have just turned 24 years old. Nice. So great timing on that. Dang. This is, again, her debut record that was on Star Song, which is under Sparrow Records, which has like Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, basically the big CCM label. Yeah. And speaking of big CCM labels, uh, it was produced by Mark Hammond, and he's produced a lot of other like similar... CGM listeners, take a drink. Yep. Mm-hmm. Josh yep. mentions a producer that no one's heard of. You have to. Okay. <laughs> but you've heard the music he's worked on. Like other sure. Nicole sure. Nordman records, Avalon, Jump 5, Strangely... Jump Ash- 5! <laughs> Dang, yes! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Sarah. I've been wanting to. I've been pushing these guys to cover Jump Five for yeah. like six months. I'm ready. Yes, let's Man, go. That's gonna do it. We got to get like a good momentum going. Maybe we'll do that for my birthday. <laughs> Maybe it'll be like my birthday. That'll be. It's your can birthday. That be my birthday present from yeah. you guys <laughs> from to cover Jump Five. <laughs> of course. Let's do it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, and then he also has credits for Ashley Tisdale. Has a couple of records. Oh. He produced some of her stuff as well. Oh wow. Yeah, and then he does sense. slap a little bass on a few of the songs on this record yeah. as well. Nice. Charts and performance. This album charted on Billboard Christian at number 16. No Billboard 200 that I know of. The Spotify stats are kind of low, so this seems to be like not one of her more popular records. So props to you, Sarah, on kind of going more underground release for her, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that Sparrow Records underground release. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and then songwriting credits. Uh, Nicole has five, or yeah, she has five to her name that she's credited with lyrics and music, and then uh, she's credited with lyrics and music, and then Mark Ham- Hammond has co-writing credits on the other five as well. So hmm. that's pretty it, because it's pretty straightforward. I feel like your first debut record, just kind of get in and started making waves obviously a little later in her career i did find it funny as i was looking at her discography she has i, I was gonna 2003 <laughs> okay you go for it you do it wait I, I don't know if it's the same thing is it is it the live album it's the live album yes i saw this on spotify did you guys know she has a live album from 2003 that she recorded at the door in dallas oh that's Which, interesting i don't know I don't know, you know, I associated the door with like a specific kind of music and Nicole Nordman is not that. <laughs> so I found it really interesting. But I listened to that today. She does a cover of Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. Nice. That's really good. Hmm. That's pretty rad. Dang. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Cause like, when was the first time that any of us ever went to the door? Mm. Cause was it ever nicer than what I normally remember it being? No. Okay. Did you go to the old door? Yeah, I was gonna say my first door experience was the old door, and I think I only went to like two shows there. And then what year was that? Would have been like oh three or four maybe. So she was probably recording this at the old door. TJ was at that show. <laughs> that was the show <laughs> oh, you went to. That wasn't Cindy Lauper, guys. <laughs> like, that yeah. wasn't. I thought I went to see Cindy Lauper. That was amazing. Best cover ever. That's so funny. I couldn't even tell. You thought Cindy Lauper was covering Nicole Nordman songs. Right. Exactly. <laughs> at the door. At the old yes. door. That's like how for for like the first year that I heard it, I thought that Such Great Heights by Postal Service <gasps> was a cover of Iron and Wine. Yes. Yes. Not the other way mm-hmm. around. Yeah. That's funny. Because like Iron and Wine, I I thought was like, oh, it's like old music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, it's not. Nope. That's surprising from Death Cab Superfan Kylan. I know, I know, but you know, I was fifteen and impressionable. Still, still using Yahoo. So I don't know. yeah, it's called Iron and Wine. Uh, How would you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I first went to the door. The truth about movie stars. Take a drink. Played there in two thousand six. Nice. So that was my first time there. Right on. And it was a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> it was so gross. It yep. was till the day. And then they moved to the new location, and that was really gross, too. <laughs> yeah. So I just Neither imagine this, great. like, this like beautiful, like, singer-songwriter, like, very, like, CCM. No, it, the like, artwork is funny, too, because it's, like, this, like, really nice, like, looking, like, kind of, like, poster. Like, not, like, I don't know, maybe, like, the outside. It's, like, a really fancy one. Yeah, I mean, I'm, like, that is not anything like the door. The so door. <laughs> it's a it's a good look. That, that was, I think, I think the marquee, the, the old door might have had that marquee, but it didn't, I mean, it was heavily Photoshopped. And just out of frame of that picture, I'm sure there was, like, a drunk guy <laughs> pissing on the photographer's 100%. leg. 100%. <laughs> I have like, no doubt. And a bunch of, like, heroin needles around. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Um... Yeah, so Sarah, tell us tell us your experience with uh, Nicole Nordman. Like, why 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 this record? Well, this is like back in like eighth grade or something, right? Like, this is when I'm first, I think, actually getting into my own music stuff, you know. And mm. I think I'm cool or whatever. So um, you were cool. Thank thank you. TJ. I just want to make that distinction. You were very cool. <laughs> thank you, TJ. Um, I have no authority whatsoever to speak on that, but still. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I'll sound so cool after I, like, admit this, but, like, my mom, like, just, like, recently, like, in the past year or so, like, she'll, like, have all these videotapes of us, right? And she just recently pulled out a videotape where I had recorded for one of her songs, like, an entire um, music video of myself, like, singing. Wow. What would it take for us for you to give that to us so that we can play yeah, it. what's your price yes. what's, name, name your price it's gonna be high y'all it's gonna be high <laughs> we'll figure it out hey we have four whole patreon subscribers i think we can make what if happen. we told you we could get this in front of nicole then then can there we talk oh, oh okay now we're talking <laughs> she might be looking for a collab you never know <laughs> it's on the table it's on the table that's all we're gonna say oh man that's great well hey if it makes you feel better in eighth grade i on halloween showed up to school dressed as a smurf in full 
blue body paint only to discover that kids in eighth grade didn't dress up for Halloween. So, oh no, I love that so much. First year after being home, first year in public school after being homeschooled for three years. So, I mean, you're pretty cool by comparison. I would say making a music video is like pretty rad. Okay, okay. Showing up, showing up to school <laughs> where you didn't have any friends dressed. I just want to. I just want to say that I would have eaten lunch with the Smurf. Like I know you would have, because you're a sweet, sweet I, boy. I would have loved that. I bet yeah. you looked awesome. I did. <laughs> you went all out. I did. I did that in now, my. But... I mean, I I've, I've dressed up and painted myself blue as an adult to go, go get some free food. So we're like, you know, it's cool. You're cool. You're cool. It's cool. I need. I need. Wait. I need context. <laughs> yeah. You just like said that like yeah, it's a normal tell thing. Me more. Like, like we're supposed to know, like, oh, yeah, that's a, we all do that. <laughs> you know, you know, do y'all know like, that you know, chain Blue Baker here in Texas? No. no. Oh, God. Okay. There's a ch- you, you sounded like, like an insane person. He was just saying Like if you had said, I dressed up like a cow and went to Chick-fil-A, for example. Right. right? That, that would have like, made more that sense. That would attract. I would have been like, oh, of course. It's like, yeah, I mean, like, we all know as adults, like, tax day is April 15th. And you paint yourself blue and get free food. Like, it's just day. like what we all learned. We all know that, right? You have to bring an accountant. They also give free food. Oh. Okay, ex- explain this. I'm yeah. sorry. That's it. It's just Blue Baker. How what do, what do you thing? get? What kind of food? You just got like free sandwiches. Okay, that's pretty I was pretty like dope. in college. Yeah, I would do that. I was like, yeah, I'll get a free sandwich for this. Sure. Yes. All right, all right. That makes more sense now. Oh, wow. I love that. That's good. Um, so you sang some Nicole Nordman back in the day. Yep. Yep. I mean, I don't know. She, she, um, you know, back in eighth grade, what was it? What was going on? I can't remember exactly. I feel like I was in kind of a blue state, you know, Wait, you like were painting a, yourself blue again. again? Blue. There's a <laughs> lot of blue on this episode. <laughs> it all ties together, man. CJN extended universe. <laughs> I was kind of like in a, a low state or whatever mm. of mind. Like, I don't know, like very emo. I guess it wasn't. De- yeah. I don't know if it was like emo necessarily kind of depressed ish, but not like so bad. I don't know how to describe it. You know how you're like sad about things. Angst, yeah. Angsty. Yeah. I think that stuff was kind of like middle school starting. So I think that kind of like fed into that a little bit, you know, because this this album of of what I can recall, it's like kind of like dark. Not like I don't think mm. the lyrics are dark. I just think the mu- okay. music is pretty dark. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of moody. Cool. When was when was the last time you listened to this record? Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. I mean, Been in eighth forever. grade, like I don't even know if cool. I listened to it into high school at all. Like wow. I, I, I don't think I even really kept up with her that much. That's why I didn't really choose any of her newer stuff is because I don't think I really kept listening to her specifically. Right. Right. Well, interesting. So we're going way back. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I don't know about Josh and TJ, but I know literally nothing about this record. So I know the single to know you. I remember that that one playing on okay. like, the Christian radio in Texas, KLDY, okay. KCBI, any of those. So, so do we think like something that that I feel like I've I've tended to notice with a lot of these records? I feel like for the majority of them, like like with singer songwriters that are like Christian singer songwriters, it feels like that first record is usually when they kind of get their weirder stuff out or their more personal stuff, and it's less mm-hmm. like quote-unquote worship music right 
Totally. And that they tend to. So, you know, I'm curious if this album has a lot more of that. Oh, do we know, Josh, do we know how old she was when she recorded this album? Oh, yeah. I'm super curious. Oof, I don't know. She was born in 72. And it came out in 98, so I'm guessing she recorded it in 97. 25 when she made this? What's the math there? Welcome 30. to Math Scenes <laughs> Now, where we all do simple math in our heads for way too long. No, 25, right? No. She's, if it's 97, she's recording it in 25. But it came out in September, so she could have recorded it when she was 26. It's like 24, 25? 26. 72 to 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Okay. Cool. Hmm. So yeah, I, I I have a feeling there's going to be some interesting like personal stuff. So That's a little she, bit later too than like I would feel like for a debut record because most I would mm-hmm. for most like CCM singer songwriter types you would figure their debut right, is like for more of 19, that, 20, like, 20, more that pop model. So she'll be yeah. she may have like a little bit more mature songwriting. That's kind of what I'm hoping because I did I didn't do much research obviously but I did a little bit and on her website she actually now offers like one-on-one and group songwriting classes hmm. uh, which is pretty cool that is neat which that kind of like makes me like leads me to believe that there's a little more of like a like a songwriter bent to the, like a lot of her discography that i wasn't necessarily aware of which would be pretty cool which i guess leads into all of our predictions do we think this album is going to be a flop or a bop Hmm. We don't know. <laughs> Everyone's the wild card on this episode. <laughs> so true. Usually I'm the wild card. And at this point, I have no idea what the hell I'm going to say. I feel like the other guys usually have some part of their opinion formed. But I'm... Well, I guess I should go first since I like actually listened yes, to it please. as younger yes, person, right? Yes, please. Okay. I Okay. So I think the songwriting is exactly what you said. I think it's going to be really interesting to hear that i feel like that is going to be like i don't know if it's going to be a flop necessarily i'm hopeful that it wouldn't be but then the the songs like the music itself mm-hmm. i think is that that's going to be a flop i, I don't hmm. okay i don't think i'm gonna like it at all interesting so i don't know how to like fully rate that if it would do just be a total remember, flop. do you remember how much of it is like is it full band is it more kind of like her, just her and piano Oh gosh. Like, what's, is it? I don't even have that good of a memory right. of it. Yeah. Cool. It's not, de- I don't think it's a full band. Is it more kind Wait. of just like her and piano like and acoustic? like a stuff accompanying? Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Uh, no, it's not just acoustic. Okay. It's definitely like other stuff going on. So I guess a band. Oh, I, I guess we should ask too, Sarah, what, because we all sort of have different uh, criteria for what makes an album a flop or a bop yeah yeah so so like for you what do you base it on what what would make wide-eyed if you listening to it in 2022 what would make it a bop like like okay like for me it's like if i would sometime in the next year put on a record or the majority of a record then it's a bop for me but i know josh and tj tj has some insane convoluted thumbs up system yeah that he, like, heard that one. On, I, I only use that but every so often only on the I'm special records inconsistent yeah <laughs> anyway okay so I think like typically how I rate like think about music or listen to music I usually am not a lyric person I'm usually a song like a like I think you're like this right 
Kylan. I'm a vibe guy. Yeah, vibe. Yeah. I, I don't I don't listen to any lyrics. Yeah, whatsoever. that's usually how I am. And I cool. think to give this album some maybe some fairness in my mind, because I'm like, it's I'm almost positive it's gonna be a flop like musically for me. Um okay. so to give it some fairness for myself, I'm like kinda gonna look more into the lyric part, I'm thinking, and like judge okay. like, hey, it's But these you think lyrics... it's gonna hold up lyrically? I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> she's what, 24? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I think true. it's going to be a flop. Okay. That's just my final thing. You think it's going to be a flop? I think it's going right. to be a flop. Ooh. You specifically brought us an album that you I, think is going to I love flop. that. You're going to love you're that. forcing us to listen to an album that you're going to flop yourself that you don't want to listen that's to. That's bold. Hey, but listen. That's fine. I'm that's teasing. Bold. Listen, it's like, you know, got to get the girl band in there and you got to get a little of that, like. No, for sure. What did you say? The hipster kind of vibes here? Like. <laughs> well, you're coming at it from a critical lens in 2022. And I appreciate that. Yeah. I respect that. Thank you, TJ. Yeah. I think this is the first... I'm just excited because this is the first time that a guest has, like, brought us yes. a record and then predicted Said a it was going to pop. This is like, a CJ in we're, first. We're, yes, we're consistently finding new, like, iterations of flop and bop, mm-hmm. and it's, like, very fascinating. It really is, yeah. So good on you for, like, mixing <laughs> yeah, things really up excited. for us. <laughs> I love That's that. Like, let's listen to this record, guys. It's gonna suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm gonna hate it. I gotta. That's that's a great move. I gotta respect yeah. you for that. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is. Well done. All right, TJ. I on the flip side, uh, just to kind of jump off from what you're saying, Sarah. I think this album might bop for me, and I'll tell you why. Tell me. I think, in like an inverse sense, which I I understand you're position on this and like your argument behind it I think it's very valid and I could be so wrong I'm ready to be proven wrong um but I kind of think since it is this more like singer songwriter kind of vibe and like she had all those co-writing uh those tracks that have co-writing credits from uh Hammond what was his name Mark Hammond Mark Hammond thank you Josh Mark um, Hamill Luke Skywalker yeah. Luke Skywalker I think it might almost flop lyrically for me but it might bop hard musically because they've got all these like maybe super talented nashville session players that might be like super proficient and like bring a lot of interesting musical components to the table that wouldn't have happened if it had just been like a kind of acoustic, like stripped down singer songwriter record. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the personnel on on the wiki on her album, and there's like a lot of people on here. Not not tons of people that I know, but like, you know, I recorded my album in Nashville. I had a number of people jump on that I feel like are session level players, and that experience was just like, it made me wide eyed. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I was just like blown away by what they brought to the table. And so coming from that perspective, I think this album might be a bop. So, okay, cool. All right. Were you intending that wide eyed? What are you talking about? (laughs) I just want to know you caught the reference, Sarah. Got it. Is it any wonder that TJ's making all these puns? Nice, Josh. I can't. It's just who you are. I quit. I quit. Gone are the days where Kylan will put up with this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
Okay, before how many songs are on this record? Ten. Ten, I think. Okay, yeah, it's gonna be a bomb <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Because I feel like most of the records that we've wait, done wait, wait. from around this time are like fourteen songs. What? Ten songs, but also forty three minutes. minutes. Oh my god. So pushing that pushing that envelope for, for you. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So my only context for an album around this time, not my only, but in terms of the show, is we did Sixpence and on the Richer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that ended up being a flop. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping this- Our newest album ever was an, 97, so this is a year mm-hmm. before this. Oh, yeah. But I, I mean specifically with like a female-led true, kind true. of mm-hmm. like singer-songwriter-y kind mm-hmm. of thing. I'm hoping this has like enough kind of- uh, Lilith Fair kind of energy for yeah, me. Right. Uh I think it's gonna I think it's gonna bop. I think I'm gonna get a I think if it was an EP it's gonna for sure bop. But yeah. I think with ten songs, I think I can handle ten You're songs. You're feeling like cautiously optimistic about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 excited for it. Nice. And and I think the reason I specifically asked her age is kind of the, the point that Josh brought up of like yeah she wasn't just some like 18 19 year old like ccm pop star sure where it was just like some like 50 year old dudes in nashville that like wrote all the Here, songs and this. she just performs them yeah. she like you know has actual songwriting credits and mm-hmm. stuff so um yeah i'm pretty optimistic i'm gonna say it's a it's gonna be a bop. right on all right all right josh, you, josh? okay i am gonna say flop Short answer. I was going to say that like I was definitely leaning towards more of a flop, but I was thinking the same thing that you were thinking, Kylan, about like this being her first record when she can kind of get some of her weirder stuff out. And maybe she's not fully on the radar of like Sparrow Records of like, let's get all the co-writers in here and let's really push this sound. Like Mm. maybe they're just like, okay, let's like let her kind of do her thing and give her some guidance and see how it pans out. So like compared to some of the other stuff that she's done, that's more like definitely like CCM Nashville machine like kind of stuff. Of machine, yeah, yeah, that I feel like this has the best potential to be a surprise bop. Mm-hmm. So I okay. think it's going to be a flop, but I'm hoping it surprises me in that regard. Okay, so that's a non-answer. I said flop. No, I said <laughs> you flop. You said both. <laughs> no, I said I said, said flop, flop for the you record. You said flop, but I hope it's a bop. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's literally the I'm only saying two it options. has potential. I'm saying that like I could be surprised, okay. but I am saying flop. Yeah. All right. I like that. So we have that splits us down the middle. Yeah, this is that's great. this is TJ. Did you go with an official surprising bop? All yeah. Around. Oh wow. Yeah, and Josh went with a flop. Josh, I feel Josh. Have you predicted a I'm flop? I'm the optimistic yet? one. Yet, I think I did for Mercy Me. Oh, Mercy Me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You don't do it often. Yeah, Josh like never predicts a flop. I'm an optimistic kind of guy, you know. A generous guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not on this one. Well, <laughs> no. And neither Both is the guest like, that brought the album. I know. It's <laughs> insane to me. I absolutely love it. Yep. That is the chaotic energy that we need when I leave. <laughs> so Stop. we're gonna I think that's I think that's gonna be it uh for this. So we're gonna take a break. It's gonna be very short for the listeners. It's gonna be a week for us here. We're gonna all take a listen to Nicole Nordman's 1998 album Wide-Eyed when we come back. Keep those eyes peeled. Eyes wide shut. (laughs) 
What year did Eyes Wide Shut come out? 98 as well? Oh, it probably was. It was around that time. Or was that 97? I think it was 97. Might have been. I got to look at it. I would say up. 98 or 99. I wonder if... Oh, 99. I wonder if you listen to Nicole Nordman's if it sinks up album while watching Eyes Wide Shut. That'd be crazy. <laughs> it's a real dark side of the moon. Sinks yeah. It sinks Wizard up like crazy. Balls. That's awesome. Can you imagine watching that movie while listening to yeah. CCM <laughs> record? No, I can't. I can't. I watched that again this year, and that movie is wild. Welcome to Pop Culture Connection. This is a segment on the show where I, Kylan Savage, because of my incredibly broken brain, try to connect the artist or band that we're talking about to uh, different elements of pop culture. I have a, a randomized set of cards with different uh, TV shows, movies, bands, etc. And so I pull them at random and then I try to, as quickly as possible, connect the band or artist that we're talking about to said... Uh, pop culture thing you know if you're if you're a patreon listener we're gonna do two of them today if you're just a regular listener this is all you get but maybe subscribe to the patreon i do these beforehand but i don't i don't just look it up on the internet because that's just looking stuff up on the internet and i try as hard as i can and obsess over it and this is like what i've been doing all week so here we go guys um the first one that i pulled was seinfeld oh heck yeah i'm gonna connect nicole norderman to seinfeld and this one was actually really easy all the while, well, TJ is doing the little Seinfeld bass line with his mouth. Yep. Okay, this one was super easy. So Josh told us in part A that uh, the co- the producer of, of the record we're talking about, Wide-Eyed, was Mark Hammond. And he also worked with Ashley Tisdale, who hey. was in High School Musical with Zac Efron, who was in Neighbors with Seth Rogen, who is, of course, on an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. With Jerry Seinfeld. Nice and easy. Go. That was a quick one. That was a quick one. All right, so Good this job. has been Pop Culture Connection. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back to Church Jams Now. We're in part B, and we have Sarah back. Hey, Sarah. Hey, what's up? Uh, not much. Before we uh, pull a Stephen Curtis Chapman and dive right into this, thank you for that chuckle. I literally, I've been trying this joke since episode one, and get no response whatsoever, but I'm going to try it every the single old- time. <laughs> you should do it every time. I mean, he's like, I, I, for me, he's like the standard of my Christian listening exactly. journey. So. Exactly. Right. Oh, I, at this point, it's just like, I feel like it's a part of what we do. The mm, only yep. thing it's just a part I'm of worried show. about is once we cover that album, I'm like, are we going to have to say something else? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that worries me with it. Don't cover it. Just yeah, never. Right. That's, that's, that's the gonna final be episode of going. Church Jams Now. <laughs> yeah, that's the goodbye. That's so funny. <laughs> Before we dive right in, does anyone have any general thoughts on this album that we want to, you know, without tipping our hand too much, whether we thought it was a flop or a bop? I want to ask, Sarah, did you say if you had, like, what was your favorite song when you were a kid from back in the day on this record? I don't think I ever said. Do you remember what it was or like which few you liked the most? Mm, well, I, I, I definitely 
did the music video to I think it's the first song to know you but in reality like even as a kid I didn't actually like really like that song <laughs> <laughs> I know just once again no, it's a, a, a first in CJ in history where a guest <laughs> brought us an album that <laughs> and then theorized that it would be a thought flop. it would she be flops it <laughs> Amazing. I don't know. It's so good to go back in time. Uh, it was, was it? Just... Yeah. Well, maybe not. But well, we'll see. We'll see how everyone ends we'll up. We'll see. We'll see. Stand true, Sarah. Don't don't let Kylan uh, make you make you waver. That's, oh, oh, I that's have. What he does? That's fine. He does it to me all the time. That's true. I'm just like I'm quite I don't know if my opinions are valid, <laughs> Kylan. I'm sorry for uh, being on this. Well, I podcast. just get angry. Josh is actually like quite articulate and can explain to you why, like, why production-wise your thoughts are just wrong, just objectively wrong. Josh can be objective. <laughs> yeah. I'm just very subjective and very loud. Yes, and then Josh is like the subtle technical one that just tears all your theories to shreds. Right. It's great. So let's see if we can do it on this song. Uh, the first song on 1998's Wide Eyed is To Know You. It's well past midnight And I'm awake with questions That won't wait for daylight Separating fact from my imaginary fiction On this shelf of my conviction I need to find a place where you and I come face to face. Sarah, what were your first thoughts in like diving back into this record and like especially like hearing this song? Walk us through it. It's funny that I, I don't remember like actually doing the music video. I just remember like my mom just like showed it to me. And I think I was kind of like, I'm surprised that I did a music video to this specific song because <laughs> I don't like the music in it. Like the storyline in it is kind of like, okay, it's about doubt. Listening to it is more just like, oh yeah, it starts out dark already. Like it sounds it does, really okay. Dark. So I had that in my head through the whole record, how you said that in part A, because like we said, we knew nothing about it. And you're like, I remember it being really dark. And that definitely shows through specifically on this first song yeah this felt like really like like proto evanescence to me a lot more than mm -hmm. i anticipated yeah it's a little uh, you know especially when you like look at her like nicole norderman specifically it's this feels a lot more like emo goth than i expected <laughs> you throw in a couple of power chords and boom you got evanescence. yeah for real yeah, a little more distorted guitars. Yeah. I loved the '90s drums, though. They, I said that exact thing. It was like '90s drums. It's like are a here. very specific like way to EQ like the the drums in particular, kind of like filtered, and it's just that one specific beat that do do da do do da do da. It's just it, it, like it, big metallic oh, yeah. sounding snare. Uh huh. <laughs> also, you gotta love a song that rhymes that one says the word Nicodemus. <laughs> mm -hmm. And two mm -hmm. rhymes Nicodemus with truly free us. Mm, yeah, bold, bold false rhyme there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she went for it though. She, she did. She did. Uh, all that to say, I didn't like this song. <laughs> mm -mm. Did no. you like this one, Kylan? I did not. Okay, got it. Got it. <laughs> 
Listen, I was surprised. I'll give it oh. this. I, I like I like the doubt in it. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. we need we need some Christian music out here talking about doubt. That's good. That's yeah, I was surprised true. that she started off the record with like, this is a song about doubt. Like, here's my first, <laughs> here's my brand new record. Like, here we go, y'all. Yeah, like that was a very bold choice. Yep. And very right out of the. But gate. I feel like it. Like it was. I thought their lyrics were really good and honest. And I don't know. Maybe that like opens you up to like being like oh okay if she's gonna like come out with some more honest thoughts that you wouldn't hear like on a k-love right. or something like that then you're like okay maybe she's got something interesting to say so i thought that was a very interesting strategy but I, every time i kind of started getting bored with the song i was like i could at least respect like the, what she was doing with the lyrics and be like okay for sure. I, no i i, thought, I do like I what you're doing with that lyrics were, were really interesting like i thought i thought they were really good i thought it 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 showed a good understanding of like that kind of 90s singer songwriter thing with like a real like an understanding of like how to put phrasing together. Yeah. I don't love a lot of the melodies on this record. Uh, and that's something that I, I have a note on a specific song that'll come later. But I agree with Would what you say that's true for this song. Like you don't like the melodies in this one as well. No, it's hard to like like. Well, OK. Since you asked, <laughs> um, no, no, there's, there's this whole like, it, it, this is TJ. This is like the same thing as like when we did the Sixpence, none the richer album. There's yep. this real like '90s coffee shop rock vibe sure. that seems to be more of a showcase of like vocal talent than mm-hmm. actually something that's like enjoyable to sing along to. <laughs> Like every song right, really right. showcases her vocal power and the control she has over her voice, mm-hmm. but I can't sing along to any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah. just like that makes for ultimately a little bit of a boring listen. Hmm. But because you're challenged, your ear is like, oh no, I'm trying to like go. keep up. You can't hook into it as well. But yeah. I think the difference is that then it's. I mean, I see what you're saying. I'm not. I don't disagree. I just think that you're this song definitely i think this is actually the reason why i did the music video was i think this was the one that played on the radio right um but it's not a very radio friendly song kind of like you said it's not really catchy right whereas like a lot of our newer stuff was more like poppy and catchy or whatever um yeah. it is interesting though because uh wikipedia said this one was on the on the christian adult contemporary radio it hit number one Wow, that's wild. When it came out Dang. as the lead single on this record, which this I remember like, that. This one's like, like super this. minor key too. Like that's surprising. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And Josh, I love that you said that because uh, I I kind of tinkered around with this one and tried to figure out uh, what was happening with it because I thought it was interesting and it reminded me of something. Um, I think it's in F minor, and then that. Um, that progression that kind of goes back and forth that dun, 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 is an F minor to a B flat major with a raised third then drops down to a normal third but it's like it's so familiar to me and I was like trying to figure out why do y'all know the atmospheric French pop band Air? Of course who doesn't know Air? Yeah. Okay. okay. Is this another Me. Scarlet Sorry. Pimpernel situation? Where I just, <laughs> no, but I feel great because like, at least there's two of us, everything. Kylan. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I don't know why I just make assumptions that everyone knows everything. 
I mean, in this case, I'm really glad that. Yeah, you no, Air's Air's fucking band. awesome. Yeah, they're great. So, I like got weirdly into them in 2007 with their album Pocket Symphony, and and so like certain parts of that album just like run in my mind sometimes out of nowhere. And this song, the piano line, the progression, and the melody, that descending melody line, is exactly the same as the opening track on Air's Pocket Symphony. It's called Space Maker. I can see that. Yeah. This does have a, and on, a weirdly similar vibe to a yeah, it's CCM like kind of songwriters album from Broody and Piano. Like Same anyway. drum beat. So it just like what a it got stuck in my head and I was like, this is Air. She wrote an Air song. <laughs> or they wrote a Nicole Nordman song. Which one is it? <laughs> I think they did. I think yeah. there should be a cease and desist coming soon. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, do we have anything else That's about great. this song? I did like lyrics that she had porch of indecision and sleeping under stars of apathy i like stuff i wrote like that, that i like stuff she, like that that's what so. I'm saying. She's yeah a, like she's a she's a really good lyricist i think mm-hmm. yeah that's something i'll say later but yeah i thought she did a really good job of with with her lyrics on this record mm-hmm. that's all i have though i'll cool. say more later. well let's move on to track number two the title track wide-eyed Also starts on an F minor. Oh, interesting. She's like, like hanging she out in that, that yeah, broody that. minor. Arena. Yeah, I feel a lot of this record does. Maybe that's why I liked the, like. It's like I didn't, I didn't love it in that like it gave me moody vibes. But as a pianist growing up, like playing piano, as a what? And making up my own no, songs, pianist. <laughs> Am I not supposed to say that? <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Sarah. You're good. Is it because I'm only only woman and I'm saying almost penis on the podcast? Is that? <laughs> We're going to have to beep that out. Oh, my God. That We're going to have to put the E. Yeah. We're going to have to put the E for explicit on this episode. <laughs> no. Sarah, I like having you around. I like the energy that you bring. And thanks for going along with our silliness. No, but okay. So I, I would always play songs in minor keys. That's like my go-to for making mm. up songs is I would always do minor key type songs. And so what's your favorite record, key to play in? Oh, uh, see, I, I'm not as good at musical theory enough for me to like be able to tell you that. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I just, I felt it from my heart. Mostly. There you go. But you leaned into that minor mode. Always. I always yeah. wrote songs in minor the moody keys. minor. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of minor stuff going on and yeah it's very heavily piano and voice mm-hmm. and i realized like i don't really love um guitar and voice i, I don't gravitate toward those kind of albums so, so most then it hit music me that it was like, oh. yeah right <laughs> exactly <Cool>. exactly <laughs> most western pop music cool cool 
so then I'm like, yeah, this was a lot of piano and voice. And so mm. like, obviously, I guess I was really drawn to it in that way as well. I, I'm overanalyzing my younger self. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's what we do here. Yep. Yeah. Did we talk about you playing <laughs> piano in the in part A? I don't a? think so. Because I okay. just said I played. I think I said like, oh, I played piano. I was in choir. Uh, okay, I don't think I oh, caught yeah. that. But no, that makes well, sense. Saying if you that you piano, painted yourself to... blue as an adult, I think just kind of shadowed everything else that we yeah. learned about you. Stuck out a little. More. And the other normal thing was just like, but she was blue. Just, like, like, <laughs> just right past. Yeah. <laughs> but that makes more sense. Like why you would have really liked this record. I feel like if you were like singing and playing piano, because this is right up your alley for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. sure i also really appreciated the her piano work on this album sarah like that kept coming up i was like man she's a great player yeah yeah she's really good i this song in particular i said i didn't really like the song like the music side of it but just things that i thought i've like always remember is that she could sing so low and she gets super low in the beginning of the song i think yeah. And then I really liked the uh, the lyrics. I think that just played, but the fed thousands with his bread and his theology and the truth he spoke quickly became the joke of educated, self-inflated Pharisees like me. And the end of that, educated, self-inflated. I'm like, oh, that's so fun yeah. to say together. I know. Like, yes, <laughs> she's, got, she's got a bunch of those on this record where it's just like these words that it's almost like hip hop, like of like putting mm-hmm. these like multi-syllabic words together in a way that's like weirdly satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say my favorite lyric was she believes the power of her crystals can bring balance and a new purpose to her life. Sounds yeah. nice. Yeah. It's like, hell yeah, it does. <laughs> it does sound nice. This felt like such a like I don't know if I've either just blocked it out or if I just have never seen it, but this song, hearing this song, like I completely imagined that this was a 90s or 2000s youth group skit like one of those <laughs> like you it know what i mean like like, like how the drama yep. group comes up yeah and does like a mime to a full song it's like i, I was so, in that drama group yes me too <laughs> and we did like a lot of life house and stuff but mm-hmm. like i'm surprised oh, yeah. this wasn't in the rotation more right because uh, it was like a real story this felt like uh mm-hmm. i put this would be a nice double feature with this and uh jesus freak <laughs> Yes, uh, I like, got Jesus Freak vibes from it too. Yeah, something really? about Particularly the first verse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. About the guy mm-hmm. yeah. preaching in the street kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's I from think that, the first that was person it. Yeah. too. Mm-hmm. It's like both are from the first person. She's like actually talking about her. This is her Jesus Freak. People. Right. Yeah. If only she yeah. talked about marmalade jelly more than. <laughs> Uh, maybe so good. Uh, belly that would have like marmalade yeah. jelly. Yeah, that's good lyrics right there. Yeah. I liked how it was like a the classic kind of like country turnaround where you like in the last chorus you like turn it and you're like, ah, this is the same thing we've been singing, but now it's like about something different. It's right? No, I liked yeah. it. It felt like a fun twist because this whole mm-hmm. song, I was just like, oh my god, this is like so snobby. And well, it's like, she hints at it right at the end of each verse. She yes. says. It left right. me wide-eyed, and I was like, oh, shoot. Like, they're made in God's image, so I can't judge them like that. But it was just a But taste. then she keeps judging. And then the turn. And, keeps and then that turn, I was like, oh. The turn fl- oh, okay. doubles down on that. And right. she's, like, coming at it from this kind of more humble and, like, grounded perspective. And I really appreciated that, too. I thought it was, like, 
a nice a nice songwriting move. Yeah, that was the thing. It was like I really like respected a lot of the like storytelling and stuff, but mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, like, and I think kind of songs like this, I got from a lot of this record. I think songs like this, like where there's story songs, I feel like sometimes that can lack replay value because you're once you know the story, you're like, I don't like. Do I have to go and listen to it again? I know the mm. story, kind of thing. Right, exactly. Because mm-hmm. part of the value of it is like the surprise element where kind the of, yeah. happens, the narrative like, of it all. Right, and the thing is, when you don't have like the bones of like a catchy melody to like hang on to, yeah, I, Josh, I think you're totally right in that the replayability factor is just lowered exponentially. That was a tough sentence to get out. That was a lot of voice. Good. <laughs> that was like some Nicole Nordman level big words all put together. <laughs> What do y'all think about this as like being the title track? That kind of surprised me. Like, why did I? Me too. Like that's, a good, that was the first thing that I wrote. Too. Apart from this song, that's a really good name for like her your first record. I feel like mm-hmm. if you're coming onto the scene, um, she's this new wide-eyed singer. That's really good. But when it came to like this song specifically, I'm like, this is an odd choice as the title track. That's mm. exactly what I wrote too. I think my theory on it is I think she's a thinker and like she's not. She didn't really want to kind of blow open the album with the title track that was like happier poppy she wanted to kind of create maybe that story song that makes people think and 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 challenge some people maybe and like i feel like that's what she's doing throughout this album is challenging people including herself she's like confronting a lot of assumptions or habits that we might get into um, ways of thinking, ways of judging people, and so this is like I don't know, like a pushback almost. It's like a statement she's making. Whereas it's not so much about like this is a super strong song from a you know catchy melody perspective right. necessarily. It's more like what is she saying? But but it, it, I like that you made that point, Josh, about like once it's like once you've heard it, you've kind of heard it. So maybe that's a weird choice for a yeah. But you're saying title so track. maybe she was like putting it the focus more on like I want people to think about this than just sing along to it kind of thing which if that was the case then that's a pretty that's, that's pretty my theory cool move yeah I did have a problem with disbelief and disillusion because it should she should have said disillusionment <laughs> you can't be left welcome to grammar jams <laughs> now guys we haven't brought up grammar jams oh, now in forever not. yeah we're back it took me overanalyzing Nicole Nordman lyrics for Many us to land back in Grammar, of Grammar Jams, Jams now. now. It's been what, like twelve episodes since I've we brought missed up it in a minute. Wow! It's Ever because conversation. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was funny though because I was like, I get what you mean, but the grammar of it just. The... But I like, I love the very next line though. She's like, I was tongue-tied, drawn by my own conclusions, which I think is some really powerful imagery because she's like talking about being tied up by her own tongue. And then she's like talking about her own conclusions. I think she, I, I, I'm projecting here maybe, but I think when she says drawn, I think she's talking like being tied up, like drawn to like a, like, you know, like drawn and quartered. Y'all know that expression? Yes, but explain. Been there, done that. Doesn't. So it's like medieval torture in Europe where they would like tie people to the back of a horse. That horse would drag them to the gallows and then they'd be hung in the gallows and all their limbs would be cut off. Gosh, talk about dark. Right. <laughs> And so I, again, could be projecting, but I feel like she's maybe using that as some imagery of like, you get pretty messed up if you like make assumptions or you judge people 
too quickly or kind of stick with a narrow-minded view of the world or people around you or yourself. So I thought that was like super effective lyricism. Yeah. Got you thinking yeah. a lot on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I do think like a lot of her lyrics on this album kind of, I, I think that's, that's kind of the vibe she was going for. I think she wanted you to think. But let's keep on thinking and move on to track number three. this song feels like a continuation of the last song but not in a good way <laughs> like almost like literally like on, on one of my listens i like didn't even realize that we were in a new song because i was like <laughs> doing other things i don't know if it's in the same key but it just has the same vibe mm-hmm. i did say that yeah this is the third minor song in a row and mm-hmm. it's a bold choice but maybe it kind of makes some of the songs run together because you're just kind of living in that minor cloudy moody atmosphere that she's been in this whole time mm-hmm. it's almost like i wonder if it was an intentional choice as if uh, it's a movement like this is like act one almost like in the album interesting that makes sense to me i don't like it but i get it <laughs> <laughs> no that's like a, so much of this record is like mm-hmm. I, I don't like it but like i get what she was going for and it is really cool that she went for it and also of note is the fact that all three of these songs so far are singles. So she like front loaded this album with. The, That's wild. The that these are, these the are singles odd choices record. for singles. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so weird. I think this was like her, her thing. Like when she first started, especially she was like the broody singer songwriter. Sarah, like, did she get, cause like I listened to, I think two of her songs, like her most popular ones on Spotify, just to like remember if I knew who she was Mm-hmm. And they were kind of poppy. Did she get more CCM poppy or did she kind of stay in this realm? Do you know? I'm pretty sure this is like it for the whole. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like some of her other stuff, it's still storytelling. I don't think it's as moody as this. I think this is the most moody one she's got. But I don't right. think that her other, uh, I don't think her other songs were really like super happy-go-lucky kind of. I don't know, because I listened to one, oh gosh, which one was it? It was a storytelling about like Jesus' crucifixion and it wasn't like super happy. Oh, really? No. The song about no, wasn't Jesus it? dying on the cross wasn't super happy? <laughs> it wasn't victorious sounding at least. <laughs> I feel I'm sorry. Like... I feel like I keep teasing you. You just like, you, like I said, I, I like your vibe. So I'm sorry if I'm teasing too much, but I'm just having nah. fun. No, no, it's all good. Um, no, but that one was like, I, I realized like, oh, it was a super popular song. I can't remember it. Sorry, off the top of my head. But it was a super popular song. Listening back to it, I was like, dang, this is like not even this one is not even like so happy sounding or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. So I don't know if that's just her overall vibe. I feel like some of her newer stuff too that I like randomly listened to while I was listening through this album was like it was more poppy, but it just didn't at that point it kind of just didn't sound like her. It was like really bad lyrics and it was like more kind of like just straightforward kind of CCM kind of Yeah. 
stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if all of it was like that or if it was just the popular one. Sparrow Records was like, Nicole, here are these new songwriters you're going to work with. And she's like, <laughs> dang it. Yeah. Or maybe she was like just tired, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is That's a lot valid. of work, you know? It is a lot of work. It is. She's like, hey, work. I got to write a poppy song. got to feed my kids, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it, money. dude. I am 100% real. an advocate for selling out. Like that was like one thing, you know, I was like, I was like, you know, I was so focused on like as a teenager when it was like bands that I liked, like fallout boy and shit were just like, Oh man, they signed to a major label. They're selling out like, Oh my God, I would sell out in a heartbeat. If I could just like pay my mortgage by like writing music, regardless of how dumb it is. Like, yeah, I'm here for it. You would become current weezer in a heartbeat <laughs> yes yeah. dude i would be uh, did you see that their broadway show got canceled oh uh, i think i did they yeah. were doing a broadway residency weezer and it got canceled because the production was so expensive and no one bought tickets <laughs> oh my <laughs> because God. who the fuck wants to see weezer on broadway <laughs> Oh my gosh! There's a subset. There's a demo out there. Uh, no, apparently, apparently not. No, TJ, <laughs> you're you're objectively wrong because they canceled <laughs> the Broadway show. There are. There's just not enough of them. So I would I would have gone if somebody had given me free tickets. Hey, well, if yeah, they made well, if, anyone would have gone if okay, got free tickets. What they should have done you would have is made yes, a play around made incorporated Pinkerton the play into their album Pinkerton, and that would have sold out. Like yes. hotcakes. Yes. But no, they're like, we're doing a bunch of new songs on yeah, Broadway. No and everyone's like, no, thank oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> well, good. anyway, let's move anyway. on to track number four. Back to anyway. this one. Oh, I only oh, wanted oh, to say it was. It. That was such a good transition, I know. Josh. I'm sorry. Just cut it. Just cut it and move it. <laughs> okay. I'm All sorry. Right. I'll... I don't know. I thought the lyrics for this one were pretty good. And I feel like they were kind of ahead of their time. Because, I mean, without getting into like too much, like it's a lot of like, I can't explain it. Like, I feel like it's a very healthy way that you should approach like God and just things that you don't know, but you believe. I was impressed with the lyrics. Again, that's a running theme here. So shout out to Nicole. She Norman is a really good, good lyricist. Lyrics. And specifically, yeah. even if musically, I didn't like these first three songs. I feel like overall, I, I like TJ's uh, analysis of it being kind of like an act, like an act one kind of like mm. it, it. That makes sense to me. Yeah, it no, feels that definitely does like from make a narrative sense. perspective. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I one line I really like is or two lines. It is easy to insist on what is packaged and precise and dismiss the clear suspicion that you're bigger than we'd like. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot right there. That's a good so, line. Yeah. So this this song just has a lot of those that I was like, these lyrics are kind of ahead of their time, mm -hmm. especially for like what record label in like the market that she was like writing this in. So yeah, she writes like, like a rapper. It dude she like legitimately does and it's the coolest thing to hear it with this kind of music of like yeah because that says such a big thing but also just like from a syllable or rhyming perspective it's easy to insist on what is packaged and precise and dismiss the clear suspicion that you're bigger than we'd like feels like a hip-hop line that flows yeah, yeah. <laughs> nicole norman's got flow it. dude you got flow <laughs> josh to your point about and appreciating the lyrical content on this one and also regarding this being like act one um these three songs i think all three kind of deal with opening your your mind or your heart a little bit uh in different ways 
um, to know you, wide-eyed, who you are, talking about mystery, uh, unknowing, uncertainty. I think Nicole Nordman is a secret mystic, and I'm here for it. Oh. I don't know. I've okay. got I've got an argument for that that I'll share later on. But I just wanted to lay that groundwork here because this song especially like talks all about mystery and uh, yeah. accepting the idea that it might be bigger than the box that you hold. Which is cool from like a you know a like a 1998 CCM artist. Exactly. It feels a little a little kind of bit like line. transgressive. Yeah. I noticed that like just paying attention on my listen where I just like paid attention to lyrics. It was like, oh this this I feel like TJ's gonna really dig into a lot of this. <laughs> uh, but anyway I feel like oh, anyway. Anyway, which is the <laughs> best go. segue that I've ever come up with on this show. And y'all just keep messing it up. Anyway, sorry, sorry what were you gonna man. say? Listen, listen. Okay, before we, well, it's just interesting that we're talking about these three songs being like, I guess the big ones that she put out there because I feel like I kind of had a bunch here after this song that I was just like, meh, meh, meh. And I realized like, oh yeah, these first three, I feel like the lyrics and everything that was going on were super heavy. And I feel like there's a couple at the end that are like pretty intense, but there's like three or four songs here after this one that are just kind of like meh to, to me in my mind, mm -hmm. like listening through the whole album together. This album was too long. <laughs> well, make okay, a great EP. Thing, it would make a I'm great not, EP. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the music stuff, but um, of course I like the moodiness, the minorness, but I do love the drums on the big uh, lead up to the chorus drums, the boom, 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 boom. I'm all, I'm all for that sound. Yeah, dude. Yes. And the strings at that part were great. Yes. Yep. Anyway. Epic. <laughs> Okay, uh, one more thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody, let me move on. We're only three songs in. Track number four is called Anyway. Bless the day this restoration is complete. Dirty, dusty, something must be under. So I scrape and I scuff, though it's never quite enough. I can't believe that y'all messed up the greatest transition that I've ever had <laughs> on this podcast in which I'm terrible at transitions. The one time I get excited <laughs> about transitions, y'all are like, no, no, no. <laughs> That'll teach you to try to be good at it. For real. <laughs> uh, I like this song. Yeah, it's a very like tender moment for the album. I like that they brought it down, like production wise. Like it still kind of mm -hmm. got a little bit of that minor feel, but I felt like the kind of the production brought like a little bit of intensity with those first three tracks, and then they kind of scaled back, scaled back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got bored by the end of this song, and I remember even as a kid not liking it, even though it's yeah. a, actually a very beautiful song, like kind of mm -hmm. like a lullaby almost. I was um, just like, oh, bored. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I, I wrote that the the piano is really good, but it felt a little too, like, altar call for me. Hmm. Like, hmm. if you didn't put the vocal on this, this would 100% be the song that's, like, playing during an altar call or, like, a prayer. 
uh, <laughs> at church. That's good. You're not That's wrong. Good. Yeah. This was the one, Kylan, that I wrote. The verses have some interesting melodies, and they sound very like uncommon. Like this was the one where I was like, she is doing some weird kind of strange stuff, abnormal yeah. melodies. That at times Agreed. I'm like. I appreciate what she's doing musically, that it's a little more out there, but I, I, it doesn't like into it really. Yeah. It's not hooky. Yeah. Yes. It, because it feels more like a showcase for like what she can do vocally mm-hmm. and theoretically. Um, right. Yeah. Wise. Yes. Yes. Which is cool. Like, I mean, you know, but it's the same reason I don't a... like watching sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you dunked a basketball. Very good. <laughs> right. But I yeah. love watching RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm like, oh, I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> There's relatability there, right? Yeah. All right. Mark that down on the Church Gems Now list of insane references that Kylan makes to records. <laughs> this is right up there with talking about Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood on a Norma Jean episode. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah, this song was all right. It was good. I, d- I didn't have much to say about it. It I feel like it did resolve nicely into the chorus because the verses are kind of weird. So when yeah, the chorus yeah. like comes around, you're like, oh, okay. It's then you feel that again. sense of home and familiarity. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. That other than that, I was like, that was really all I had to say about the song. I, I had an interesting moment where as I was listening to this, I was like, if you changed up her vocal style a little bit and took away a lot of the production, this could be a Joni Mitchell song. Oh yes, hmm. and that was the framework for for me. The way I was kind of approaching a lot of her, like more somber ballad, like mm-hmm. piano tunes, which helped me appreciate them a little more. Because I think she's also like a great lyricist and sings with, you know, that like hip hop adjacent kind of hip hop adjacent thing, like where there's a lot of syllabic. Uh, rhythmic elements that kind of fall in funny ways or interesting ways to the ear even if they're not catchy or hooky like melodically you're still like oh that was interesting yeah so this one this one the only way it worked for me was kind of thinking about it as like a a A long lost Joni Mitchell b-side yeah Mm -hmm. I I did write that this was the only song on the record that I enjoyed how they mixed her voice and Mm -hmm. and we'll Mm -hmm. get into that some more on the record but the way that they mixed her voice throughout the whole record didn't really work for me, but it worked on, on this song. It was just like a simple piano. Like it felt yep. very live yes. to me. Like I could imagine yeah, her sitting cool. down at a piano and singing this while she plays. So that's all I had. Anybody have anything else? Mm. Anyway. I think I want to move on to oh song five. God. And Kylan, I wish the same for you. There it I is. wish the same for you too, TJ. This is track five. Thanks, bud. I wish the same for you. I wish that this music wasn't so awful in the song. What? Oh, you don't like it? Oh, this is my favorite. I love it. This is my favorite song on the record. This is your favorite? (laughs) I was this my second favorite. I was bopping this one. I really like it. Yes. No, no, because the the production. Dude, Josh, because the verses are this is one headlight by the Wallflowers. Oh, is it? No, just listen to it. The verses are. 
It's got the same kind of vibe of like the way the bass goes. Uh, this is a first sweet sweet uh-huh. bass, by the way. Yes, such sweet sweet bass on I this knew song. It. I One knew you'd headlight. Do, 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 yeah, do. yeah. Okay, I can see it. The Sarah, bass is you're Craig... so wrong. How does it feel? Yes. so wrong on this. <laughs> Defend you yourself. Yes. Defend okay. Yourself. Why? Why don't I, I you will. like this? I will listen. I, this is the one song I wrote. This sounds like it's supposed to be upbeat and happy, and it's just funny that it's the one song that I hate out of this whole. <laughs> I cannot believe that you hate this song. This is when I was finally I like, okay, okay, yeah. like, like we might begin to. This felt like super Cheryl Crow to me. It well, Sarah, is it too like '90s, like hokey kind of? Yeah, like... I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Josh, it's come right on, with you, so good. I'm, I'm so digging it. Good. I, I love it. I, yeah, when this album, I was listening to this album, and this song came out, I was like, whoa, okay, all right. No. <laughs> same for you. This one yeah. is so good. Dude, it is. It is. Speaking it's of, of like a Sheryl Crow the song, Sweet, man. Sweet Bass and the Sheryl Crow, this bass is played on this song by Craig Young, who also played bass on To Know You. He has credits with Jewel, Blake Shelton, Lady Annabellum, Martina McBride, and a lot of other CCM artists. So he. Wow, Sarah, you hate Jewel? Oh, wow. my gosh. <laughs> I'm not cool. <laughs> He's like the secret MVP of this record, maybe. Uh, that's crazy. That's no, so oh, funny that you didn't like this. That's oh yeah. This song came on and I was like, yes, this the is roads, great. I was the I wrote the roads too. Yeah, I got some nice so roads good. in there. And then I think that was Mark Hammond. Probably was. <laughs> Kylan, so you mentioned the one headlight for the verses. The choruses are the the, the progression is just a four to a five, which is the same mm-hmm. progression as on David Crowder Band's church music, the last song, in the end, Oh Resplendent oh, Light. That's yeah. the that whole song. So like whenever that came on, I was like, that sounds it's the same type of chord progression. David Crowder's mm-hmm. is in C sharp, so it's F sharp to G sharp. Nicole's is in E, so it's A to B. But mm. yeah, just that four to five chord progression. Yeah. Ooh, so it's good fun. to dig in. And she's and got like the like, layered vocals in there. I know. The, this is the, the first production... time I felt like this could be a bop. Yeah, the production overall on this track is like so fun because there's the bass that we've mentioned, the roads, those like reversey guitar swells that come in. The drums oh. are fun. The piano's fun. Wow, Sarah, how does it feel to be so wrong? <laughs> Guys. I love that you're like, you brought this record and you're like, it's going to flop. And then we're all like, this song is so good. It's <laughs> like a bop. And you're like, no, this song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best. That's oh, great. That's wild. That's, so oh, that's funny. funny. <laughs> Y'all. This is literally, I literally had like literally like nothing to say on it. I was oh just my like, God. I don't like hmm. this song. And this is not why I bought the album as a kid. <laughs> Which, oh, okay. So in, in your defense, it. it makes sense. Because that's not like, that's not what we've that's true. so it, far this experienced. This does feel out of left Norman. field. This is like for weird. what we've gotten on the record so far. Yeah, but you didn't so even sense. want her to like get a little like peppy major key. You want your like, Nicole you... <laughs> to be miserable and moody and somber and sad. You want yeah. some dirges. Listen, I was thinking as a kid. That's proper okay? Nicole. I had a lot of thoughts, man. Nicole you brought did, that man. out. I get it. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. Oh, but the oh, bass man. is so good on this song. It's so Real good. Baby. I loved it. But you guys and then know they how just I feel like about sweet sweet bass. So. Oh yeah. And then they just they have it a couple of times on this record where they like just been like they could have ended the song but they're like we're going to keep it going for another 45 seconds and I was going. here for it. Shot. I was here oh, for it on this song. Going. <laughs> Oh my god. This is great. So I love this moment. I do too. 
because my first note is my first note is yo this song is great and my last note is this is the best song on the record (laughs) (laughs) whoa yeah i wrote a, a pop bop for sure oh my i i wrote this is my favorite song so far Mm. It didn't oh, end okay. up being my favorite song on the record, but it was close. Wow! Yeah. All right, well, yeah, it's going then. More to look forward to. Yeah. yeah, Sarah, have we heard your favorite song yet? No. Okay. Oh wow! Right. Okay, good. Well, let's right. keep going, y'all. Let's move on to track number six. We're halfway through. Is it any wonder? This is my favorite song on the record. I knew it. <laughs> I, I knew it. Guessed it, dude. <laughs> Law and Order so SVU much? I know I it's so <laughs> that weird. SVU. That intro is so like oh the Calliope, God. like <clears throat> circus freak kind of thing going on. Yes. And the chord progression in the verse is so weird. It's mm-hmm. so weird. And and her like cadence, her delivery is like so strange again. Like yes, this is a this is another example of like she does. But this very... has more sweet sweet bass. Yeah, the rhyme structure on the whole song is really interesting. Is really mm-hmm. weird. It tells an interesting story. Mm-hmm. I really liked yeah the his wallet size and what he drives will symbolize. Yeah, it it <laughs> she's she's a she's a rap writer, dude. Uh huh. She she's like she's she got bars. Yeah. yeah. My only problem with this song was was I wish they mixed her voice different. Like, I wish they had, like, reverbed the shit out of her voice on this song instead of being mm, so, like, so vocal forward. Yeah. Yeah. But this song is so weird. But that bass is so funky, dude. <laughs> yeah. I looked those up those little tastes of, yeah. like, response from the bass. They're trying to, like, make it a jazz tune while it's, like, still not, but mm. it's right. fine. It's, like, funk. Yeah. The basis for this song funky. was Gary Lunn, who was the founding bassist in the band Whiteheart from 1982 to 1986. Oh wow! Oh, I don't know right. much. I don't know really anything about Whiteheart. But Are they like a funk band? I like... think they're like a CCM band from the 80s. Huh. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. So Sarah, tell me why you hate this song in all fun in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I never said I hated this song. Uh, it's just well, a I just song. assumed. <laughs> No. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, how did you feel about this one, Sarah? Um, I think that when she says, because this is like the big chorus line, until they get pulled under, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, that's so dark, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> saying is. that, like, because it's a story about these people. And then yep. it's just like, until they get pulled under, and it's like, holy shit, did you just say that? With the yeah. circusness, like, uh-huh. sound? It feels like that that one sequence in Dumbo where, like, everything's fine until oh, the elephants are, like, turning into ghosts and floating around and oh, haunting you. Yes. That's <laughs> definitely the vibe of this song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's I, almost I like didn't... she wrote the wonder line, and she was like, now what do I rhyme that with uh, until they're going under? Yeah, I'm killing them. I'm killing my characters. They're 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 done. They've served their purpose. They served their purpose until we get back to the chorus, and then it's it's all fun and games again. That's great. 
we do have on this podcast we do kind of mention because like the trope of like the 90s into the early 2000s you get a lot of those songs where it's just like talking about nameless people and like how they like struggle mm-hmm. with like not knowing god and like it's a very casting crowns kind of mm. thing and mm-hmm. we've mentioned it on like the audio adrenaline episode and i feel like this kind of has that a little bit but she gives the people a lot more personality and like you know them more than just like oh there's this guy he's really struggling with making rent he needs jesus so like right. i was like this kind of has it going she for it but she didn't it. fall into that full trap of it right yeah. yes so it's more developed more. also this made me think of like kind of it had like amy winehouse vibe mm. it was cool yes and almost like regina specter like some of her more like mm. yeah i can dig that do we have anything else to say about track number six the best song on the record kylan <laughs> or tj have we got to your favorite song yet uh we'll circle back on that one <laughs> okay we'll all right oh, all right okay. all right let's do track number seven burning i'm burning to know what your favorite song is tj <laughs> awesome I this think this been... one. Oh, sorry. Oh. Go, Sarah. No, no, Sarah. no. You go. You go, Josh. No, no, no. You no, go. You go. You're the Sarah. guest. You're the guest. <laughs> no, I, I. Well, the thing is, I don't have too much to say on it. I felt like it was kind of similar vibes for me as the Anyway song, where it's like it's really pretty, and I feel like it has a lot of meaning, but I don't. I, I still feel like I kind of can't grasp the meaning a little bit. Right. Like even as a kid, I didn't really get it. And even now I'm like, do I get this song? I don't know if I get it actually. <laughs> so it, like then it made me think like, maybe this is just like a really personal song. And it's weird that this one in any way to me feel very similar in like the very personal experience, lyrical yeah, lullabies. For sure. that do, for some I, reason, I, I like this one a little more, maybe because it's a little more poppy. It's like, I said, mm. like a little less altar call. But yeah, I 100% get that. I was just bummed that I couldn't sing along. Once again, like all my notes on this were going back to that like coffee shop rock kind mm-hmm. of singer-songwriter thing. Where New band just name. Like, yeah, no, I, I get <laughs> this feels like a very personal expression and I wish I could like share along in that experience. My brain's just like trying to keep up with, with what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I liked how like naturally jazzy this one felt like yeah i felt like it was like just the right no yeah i read i wrote that it felt a lot less try hard than the other one well like the last one was fun this one like feels natural to go into that and it it benefits from it yeah and i also think this is the beginning of act three we kind of skipped over the act thing but i feel like fourth or six were act two and then now we're in act three for sure. I, I like this. I like viewing it through that lens. Like I, I would love to see this song live. Like the, the it, yes. it does feel like mm-hmm. if if you're viewing this whole album as like a concert experience, you know, about two thirds of the way through, having this where like most oh, of the band kind of drops out or just kind of grooves, mm-hmm. and then you know just the spotlight on stage with her playing piano. Like yeah, I could dig this. Yeah, with that upright bass, like. Mm-hmm. 
chef's kiss. <laughs> My take on this was like, and again, I'm just theorizing, but it was like just a sense of like radical devotion to one's faith or anything, but mm. like there's like a commitment or like an implicit trust, like consequences be damned. Right. It's just like leaning all in to something, even though you might get burned, like accepting that you're going to you're going to just get turned to ash. But that there's some there's like an idea of rebirth later on, you know, like mm. new growth. She's not even going to just get burned. She said, I know I'm going to blister in these flames, yeah. which yeah. is a very visual <laughs> Yeah, lyric to write, but I was like, I mean, she's really committing to this fire analogy and being realistic with it, so I, I got to respect that. Yeah, right. It made me think of like <laughs> a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know that whole thing. Who? Like, uh, Rack, it was Shack a sitcom and that you don't know about. Kyle. Oh, Josh, Josh, I know, I know what you're talking about. The yeah, Veggie yeah, Tales. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dude, I didn't connect that. That's good. That's really good. It is good. I don't know. See, this is why. I mean. I'm here for the mythical shit, y'all. Yeah, you guys are just so good at analysis on this podcast. I'm just, I just like weird puppet music, according to Sarah. So, I, I mean, I just, I guess I quit. You know, Sarah, you can take over. You can start next week. Sarah, thanks for being our new. Uh, yeah, I'm done. Welcome. I, welcome. I, I, I'll, I'll look forward to listening to new episodes as you guys go through Nicole Nordman's hey, well, discography. Kylan. I think uh, you might be feeling a burning, but gone are the days where you're on this podcast, buddy. <laughs> oh! <Yay>. Oh! <laughs> All right. This has been Church Jams Now. See you guys next week. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's do Guys, track- we got to get to my favorite song. <laughs> oh, wow. We haven't oh. got your favorite song yet. Let's right. get there. Let's do track number eight, Gone Are the Days. Okay, the Sweet. beginning of the song is really cool. I don't really like this song, but the beginning of this song <laughs> is so weird. Wait, can you Sarah, say there's like, so there's like, can all we the get that clean? No. Because that seems to be your entire vibe with bringing us this album. I love it. I don't really like it, but that's really cool. It's like, it's okay, cool, but wait, I hate what, it. What are we doing I here? <laughs> it sucks. Uh, y'all didn't, Y'all didn't get angry but it's down fine. with the album? It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Oh, my God. Oh <laughs> it's only my God. childhood that I was <laughs> Even as a kid, you you weren't into, like, the upbeat songs? Because I feel like when I was a kid, those were the only songs I liked, whether they were DC Talk, Newsboys. I only liked the upbeat songs. Mm. Right. Ballads right. are for suckers. <laughs> Ballads aren't for eight-year-olds. <laughs> That's a new oh CJN God. shirt. Ballads aren't for eight-year-olds. Eight-year-olds. I'm making that shirt tonight. You know it. Perfect. Uh, that's great. Uh, this felt unless, like an unless Alanis you're Morissette Sarah. Song. Yeah, that's true. She's Sarah, into the ballads. Like, yeah, I'm with so, you. So, I'm, in, okay. I'm in camp ballads. <laughs> this felt like Wait. an Alanis Morissette song. Oh yeah, right. Like like even her vocal performance. Like even down to her vocal performance, it felt very mm-hmm. Alanis Morissette. Yeah, this one I said feels super '90s, but I dig it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> but I dig it.
maybe I just don't like the 90s sound, you know? Then why did you bring us an album from 1998? <laughs> no, I'm saying... No, I'm there, talking about the there, there's song. a whole there's a whole other decade that we specifically talk about on this podcast <laughs> and we've honestly gone two decades in either other direction you could literally That's pick true. any song that is or any record that is vaguely Christian and then you come to us and say let's cover this record you know what I don't like the 90s what are you doing to our show? Breaking it, and I love it. Listen, all, there's a lot of songs on here that don't sound so 90s. It's the happy, upbeat ones that I'm just saying, like, that's too 90s for me. Too 90s. I feel like there's, like, it's, like, when it goes hokey pop, like, what you would define yeah. as, like, it's, like, kind of sticky. That's the that's part so of it that you're not, those like, are the parts enjoying. that I, like, love. I, I can get down with them, too. I'm just trying to sort of qualify. I think Sarah's perspective is like she's got a specific thing that yeah. she's like, this is not this is not my Nicole Nordman. Okay. I feel like this is like like all the like ballady, you know, things, the moodiness. It's like mm-hmm. that was just an in that was just opening the floodgates to my like high school life. You know, I, this mm-hmm. was like the beginning, right? Of my musical journey. Yeah. And like Man, that's what I connected with. Like getting in there, singing, piano, minor keys. The feels. I was in that. Yeah. I was in it. I feel that. Yeah. I get that. That's great. I like this song a lot. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. Long. I'm sorry so that we... we're so at odds on <laughs> on your record. You know what? I, I, that's I'm why I'm so nervous. I'm I'm coming to the realization. You know, you know what I, I think this is? I think my comments towards you are a little bit. I don't know if you listened to our beautiful letdown episode with Bethany. I did, but she roasted me pretty hard. <laughs> and I don't you, remember. You, oh well, we talked about my That's just their me, relationship. me wearing a fedora. Oh, and okay. I wasn't comfortable enough in the podcast at that point to really like push back. So uh, this is so, like... so this is a little bit like like punishing vicariously punishing bethany vicariously <laughs> through you it's so unfair <laughs> i know not right. it really it's that, that's what i'm saying i'm self-aware enough to recognize what's happening so, so does that I mean apologize. it's gonna stop or is no it just keep no of course on? not okay. of course right, not okay i'm so self-aware like, i didn't say i was self-aware. healthy okay got it got it got it <laughs> Hey man, Sarah's tough. She can she can hang. Yeah, I can hang, man. It's all That's good. Right, no. I, I, I I'm the oldest of uh, four siblings, so yeah. I mean, and I, I'm Don't the oldest, honestly. right? So I just tell everyone they, you know, they give me lots of crap too. It. So yeah, it's all good. No, all good. I I I really appreciate you you being down for it. I Rolling just, with the I, punches. I, yeah, exactly. Speaking of being down, I like the way they took the song down at 2:45 to take it to just like piano and vocals. Oh yeah, and then they build so it back up again. That was like a cool moment because that was about yes. the time I was like, "This is getting a little monotonous." Then they introduced that new idea dynamically, and I was like, "All right, okay, I'm still grooving." Yeah, I really liked the bridge into that last chorus. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting Trendy. how she kept all her upbeat songs right in the middle of the record. Like yes. that was, that was an interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. Instead of front loading so them or like good. keeping them like every other or something like that. Like you would think to keep the energy going. She's like, all the upbeat ones will be in the middle and then we'll close it out probably for no, three just, act. Yeah. Play, it's, it's a wild like track list in terms of 
like vibe. I still don't. I'm just gonna say now. I still don't know if this is a flop or a bot for me. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know. I've done the record as a through. whole. Yeah, I still oh, don't okay. know. All right. Okay, well, I guess we'll find out at the end of this, huh? We, got two more know, we, we have to. We have to. So have let's to. move on to track number nine to say thanks. my favorite song oh we made it we made We're it right. finally nice. why tell us why Sarah. yes please well first of all the music in it like this is the first time the music like really catches me like i gotta be swept away in music to really have it like mean something to me mm, yeah. i feel like the beginning of this song musically is real good because you know with the it's so like cinematic yeah cinematic that's a great way of putting it Mm -hmm. and they continue that basically and it gets really big in the song and man the lyrics still stand like they're still just as good today in my opinion and i'm like dude i was singing this song this week i got a lot of stuff going on in my life and i was like man this this song is like still in my head right now and as a kid like this song didn't really i don't think i it stood out to me as much right. because it's so questioning and i don't know if i was totally on right that i mean yeah that's like a, a lot for like a 10 year old to yeah yeah but dude like, oh, i was no, like no play, play me the song actually... about the blue guy again i don't want to <laughs> like i don't want to <laughs> like... <laughs> that's okay the funny thing about that is that literally wasn't even intended to be a reference to our earlier conversation. <laughs> I just tried to think of like what it was like the most inane pop song in like 1997. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, man, this song stuck with me this week. I was shocked that I was like, actually, it was like coming up in my head and stuff. I, that, mm. I feel like most of her stuff isn't like we've talked about. It's not very catchy. You can't really right. sing along with it. No, this one does have that where you can kind of hook into things mm-hmm. yeah okay so my last thing i'll say about it is i think this line is great and i just yeah lyrically she's really good if all that's good and true comes from heaven then what's a girl to do when it rains and i was like oh man yeah that's just good that is really good yeah that is i really also good. really like the the other one where she says tell me what's a girl to do even fields of flowers dressing in their best because of you knowing they are blessed to be in bloom but what about November yes. when the air is cold and wet winds blow? Do they I wrote understand that why they can't grow? Yeah. Do they understand why they can't grow? I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. No, that's like that's, super good. That's some wrestling, man. And I'm here for it. And I love the can't pretend to know the difference between the storms you send and those I find. And oh, it's like, dude. Yes. That's like yep. so good. Yeah. And I love that because so much of the song is a little bit like fist shaky i mean she even says that so like yeah it feels almost angry or like there's some rage in there but i think at the heart of it she's actually just like kind of wrestling with some confusion or uncertainty maybe even depression and like not being able to kind of 
grasp the big picture because we can't right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's coming up against our human limitations and i i feel like this is like her existentialist moment it's a return to form of like the first three songs yes which is really cool totally. it's very confessional and like hard on sleeve i was i was here for this one too i like it a lot yeah i'm a, i mean we're going back to like classic add kylan like i think i would have enjoyed this song a lot more if it was like further up on the record i think mm. i was like starting to get some fatigue by this point yeah. uh because yeah i mean like you guys all bring up like super great points but like my only note on this song was this album is too long uh <laughs> it's only 10 songs <laughs> it felt too long by this point uh but yeah no th- those are all yeah i think i really like this song I also think really this, like the bass on this. Yeah, it is. I really, wish the really mix good. was a little different on it, but the performance is stellar. Yeah, I. I mean, I'll go back to what I was saying. I think. I think this whole album, if you cut it down, would make a great EP. <laughs> that's you every episode. <laughs> yeah, not man. every episode. That's not true. Almost. That's not almost true. almost every. Yeah, Pretty I often. Know. I have ADD and I have a child and I have things to do in my life. Like I don't have time to listen to records all the time why am i doing this show all right so we get it i'm gonna quit (laughs) sarah thanks for taking over you just want to say thanks to sarah for taking over right yep exactly (laughs) yeah no i i really like yes josh i love that thanks well we want to move on to track number 10 let's do it it. all right anyway this is uh track number 10 (laughs) the days of listening to track nine (laughs) i'm gonna make that transition work got to write notes on this song <laughs> it's not it's like i think what i ended up doing i don't love her voice on it actually like uh, her specific singing it i like i actually listened to a couple of other people on youtube who like performed this song and i was like yeah i think i like their performances better mm-hmm. than hers actually hmm. in this recording yeah i i think it kind of goes back to what i was saying too of like the vocal mix it is like really dry it's really forward i think if they had done a few more like interesting things in in the vocal mix i think this could have worked a lot more mm-hmm. but lyrically yeah the this was really good too she's yeah i mean nicole norman is like a super good lyricist mm-hmm. i i was so. i was kind of blown away by all the lyrics on this record they were much better than I expected it to be for this mm-hmm. kind of record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a big surprise. Something musically. I'm... Oh, sorry. Do you want to no, go, go Josh. Okay. Something musically, and this may be like a little bit of like my own kind of insecurities in songwriting, but when it opens with that descending piano line, she has like it's like the dun 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 dun, and then like that third part. There's, I think it's a major second interval where she has like the two songs that are the two notes that are really close together mm-hmm. and so it gives like some almost dissonance but it's mm-hmm. not quite and for me i'm like i've had instances where you're coming up with a part and you feel like it should be 
more complicated than it needs to be. And so you're like, well, I guess I'll just do this. Like I'll add another part. And that's what that felt like to me. Cause yeah. I didn't think, Great it, way to I, didn't think it, it. I didn't think yeah. it needed that major second interval in there. She could have just right. kept that line going as it was, but she threw it in there. And when I've done that, I recognize that as an insecurity, like it needs to have something else, something else cooler needs to, to happen. Color it up. Theory yeah. wise to color it up. Yeah. But I'm like, just go with the simple, nice, like descending yeah. melody. No, that, so, that's because she really does something that stuck out to, to me. Just the one melody line, she changes it. You know, later in the song. Yeah, and it's great when she does. So that proves your point that it wasn't needed. Yeah. So that was a hard thing for me to get over with it, but it mm-hmm. also speaks to like me and how I've like what I've done in writing as well. Yeah. Well, I think you nailed it because that's exactly. It's like there's something about this song that I was like, I just there's something about this piano piece that I just can't get past like it's like just not hitting it for me exactly Mm -hmm. I think you nailed it like that that's extra sound it's like we just didn't need that if you had just not put it in there it would have been golden but but it feels like I mean not necessarily of its time but I don't know I I got a lot through this record like her kind of struggling with what kind of artist she wanted to be seen as. Hmm. And oh, yeah. Well, this at, is her. At this time in particular, because, like, you know, I think about, like, the major vocal performances that I heard in my church growing up were a lot more kind of like this and, mm-hmm. and a lot more of that sort of, like, vocal showcasey kind of thing. And I feel like she's she's doing enough of that, but it's it's kind of pushing against the, like, the really personal raw lyricism that that she's doing and 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 i don't know that this has a lot of that kind of first record syndrome of like she hasn't figured out kind of what direction she wants to go in like does she want to be an alanis morissette or does she want to be like like the christian version of an alanis morissette or does she want to be you know more of like a traditional ccm kind of artist and and this song in particular i think really highlights a lot of that like a lot of a a lot of those kind of issues kind of coming up against each other she did mention i read uh she mentioned this as a life song for her which i don't know what that means exactly but she just said it's like a reminder to be content and patient with herself and like the the work that god's doing in her life she said so it's like Apparently, this is like a big, like a kind of vulnerable truth telling moment for her or like it's almost like she's singing to herself, which I think is a cool concept for a closer. It feels very contemplative and like warm and encouraging. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's like that's I feel like that's when she's at her best is like when Mm -hmm. she's doing that kind of stuff, Mm. which I I think would be more that Alanis Morissette thing, like kind of kind of raw, honest songwriting i don't know yeah yeah this song has some more like borrowed chords and like modulations in it which Mm. there was like that all over this record which makes things a lot more like interesting theory wise and just kind of like catches you off guard you're like oh that's interesting and i was just like thinking about like that compared to modern ccm like any lauren daigle or any other modern ccm artist like this record is like kid a compared to anything that's coming out right now where you're like this is got stuff all over the place when you're now it is just going to hear just the one four five six right yeah so this has like a lot more 
color to it and interesting things happening than you would find anywhere today. You know, hmm. Yep. Caleb yeah, sure. or sure. whatever your radio station is. We listen to the whole record, but before we give our final flopper bop verdicts, I have a fun game to play. So Ooh, I kind of forgot for part A, but I like to, when we have guests, I I like to play games. Um, okay. You know, previous games we've had have been uh, Switch Foot Loose, in which uh, <laughs> yeah. everyone had to guess whether they were lyrics from the musical Footloose or from Switchfoot or we had uh what was the one we did with Sydney Newsies Boys Newsies so Boys So this one's a little bit different because we've all kind of already listened to the record so I couldn't do lyrics the way that I normally do So this one's a little bit more wild uh it's a little bit more you guys are going to have to kind of guess but all three of y'all okay. are going to compete okay Sarah and Josh and TJ in a game that I'm calling brand new wide-eyed blind. So what we're going to do is I found Amazon reviews for either the album wide-eyed oh no, or the album third eye blind by the band third eye blind or the album brand new eyes by Paramore. And you guys are going to have to guess, based on these completely arbitrary, <laughs> frankly, slightly insane Amazon reviews, which of these albums people are talking about. All right. Are we ready? Are we buzzing in? Is this how no, this works? Uh, so this all is a self-titled Third Eye yes. Blind, right? Yes, of Records. course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So all three of you are going to answer, and then I'll tell you what the right answer is. And okay. I'll keep track of scores. It also doesn't matter because everything's made up. Well, I'm going to win. So here we go. You all are right. going to win. Sarah is going to win. My money's on you. So here's the thing, Sarah. <laughs> if you win, you are uh-huh. officially taking my spot on the podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so maybe you don't win? I don't know. There's a lot riding on this. <laughs> Depends Dang, on how you're I'm feeling. I'm not a loser. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> I'm just saying it's a lot of responsibility yeah. to be Kylan. That is very true, which is why I don't <laughs> want to do it anymore. Um, They're big, weird shoes to fill. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, so here we go. Question one in the game, brand new, wide-eyed, blind. <laughs> this review is five stars. It is titled, oh. Love the Album. The review is, in whole. I didn't understand English when I listened the album a while ago. Now I can understand 90% of all the songs. <laughs> Wow. That was like an ESL course. They listened to whatever this album was. I know. And learned English. That's I know. Incredible. So which one was it? Was it Nicole Norderman's White Eyed? Was it Third Eye Blind Self-Titled? Or was it Paramore's Brand New Eyes? Okay. I'm going to go with White Eyed because we talked a lot about Nicole's lyricism and how she's just very verbose. And she's okay. like a hip-hop writer. She's a thinker. Right? She puts a lot of words out there. So I feel like if this person learned English through one of those albums... It's got to be wide-eyed. Okay. Great. I'm on board with That's TJ with this one. Okay. Man, I'm going to say there's no way you could listen to Semi-Charmed Life in a different language and be like, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I was thinking wide-eyed would be a good one for it, but I'm going to say brand new eyes. Okay. So the answer was actually wide-eyed. Josh, yes. you were wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know this person, but I love that they decided to write on the internet that Me they too. didn't understand English. 
when they first listened to this album <laughs> so a while the ago. the date of the review? Yeah. Uh, that is a good question. I have these pulled up. Uh, from from this year, January nineteen, twenty twenty. Wow! Wow! That's crazy. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, not not this year. That was two years ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand time. I'm right there. Anyway, you, anyway, here's song number two. Question two. Uh, okay, this is a two star review titled "Blah." The review goes, this album was one of my favorite albums until I realized it sucks. The songs on the CD are catchy, but they all sound exactly the same. The lyrics are a bit below mediocre, and the musicianship is okay. Ooh. Wow. Man, this better Rough. not be about the rap blind. I'll come at this person. <laughs> I feel like that's why Kylan picked this one. It's just to like... Just Light to you rile up. me up, yeah. yeah. What's the third option? Paramore? Or Paramore Brand New Eyes. Okay, that's what I'm going with. Okay. I, I do think... feel like Paramore is like, love it or hate it. Yeah, like I want to say Brand New Eyes, them. too. Yeah. Wait, all, all three of y'all are saying Brand New Eyes? Okay, the answer was actually Third Eye Blind. <laughs> oh! Man, they're wrong. They're I wrong. know, okay, okay. Okay, Josh can I actually pissed. read you the whole <laughs> review? Because it's... <laughs> really funny to me and i just have to share this i don't know is josh gonna get i love that first line that first line was too good josh it was my favorite until it was terrible you're gonna love this because of how awful this review is two stars for third eye blind this album was one of my favorite albums until i realized it sucks the only reason it got two stars is because they are trying to be good it just doesn't work sorry steven the songs on the CD are catchy, but they all sound exactly the same. The lyrics are a bit below mediocre, and the musicianship is okay. Here's my favorite part. I gotta give them some props, because they have gotten further than my band has. <laughs> Steven Jenkins' voice is what really ruins it for them. This guy can't carry a tune in a friggin' bucket. If you want to listen to good music with good lyrics, just good all around... Listen to Tool or Radiohead. Now, those are two amazing bands. <laughs> I, I love how he didn't he... plug his own band in there. Right. That was a perfect opportunity. I thought he was going to. <laughs> I know. I know. I just can't believe he's like, I got to give him props because they have gotten further than my band has. <laughs> it was a secret admission. He's like, "I'm. we're not good enough for me to drop, name drop us. Like, what is comment. that? I that like that he included a bucket. Oh yeah! Like it was not just carry a tune; it was carry a tune in a bucket. It's good imagery. Yeah. I know. That's a lyricist right there. Right. It if is. only his band had that kind of of lyricism, Wit. though, because according <laughs> to him, great. Third Eye Blind's lyricism is a bit below mediocre. A bit below <laughs> mediocre. All right, here we go. Uh, number three. This is five stars. Okay, one of the best albums of all time is what the review is titled. Okay, guys, are you ready for an awesome? So when I scream, that's because the person wrote in all caps. All caps, yeah. Okay, guys, are you ready for an awesome listening experience? Then listen up. I got this on tape when it first came out. But then one day, the dreaded thing that all music fans hate happened. The tape not only snapped, but then the player began to eat it. I was pissed. <laughs> I was wishing I got two copies because at that time, 
Nobody could keep them in stock. Every time I went to the music store, someone had just bought the last copy, and the kid behind the counter told me he didn't know when they'd have any more. So life went on, stuff happened, and then I found them on here. So I decided now is the time for this album to reclaim its rightful spot in my music collection, and I'm glad I did. Wow. That, that has nothing to do with story. the actual album. I know. This is why this game is so fun for me. What a mini drama. I know. This is the whole story. Speaking of Nicole <laughs> Norman and like narrative, storytelling, this this review told a story. Yeah. No kidding. Well, I feel like it's a the boy band because he just said he. The boy band. The boy band. Oh, you're going to make Josh All right. mad. You already Uh-oh. made me mad. So now you're going to make Josh mad. All right. Sarah, are okay, you well, saying cassette, Third Eye Blind? Yeah. Cassette, it has to either be this, Nicole Nordman, or Third Eye Blind because yeah. Brain No Eyes is 2009. Paramore wasn't. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going Third Eye Blind on this one as well. I'll go Nicole Nordman. Oh. <gasps> Josh, you're doing so bad. This was Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I'm 0 for 3. Sarah and TJ are tied with two points. We're Josh, tied. you have zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. TJ, we're like matching right now. Not only are we... I know. know. Oh, my gosh. Tank homies. Here we go. Yeah. All right, so, so there's only five questions, so we only have two more. All right, question four. Five stars. The review is, is titled Absolutely Amazing Collection. If I had to part with every CD in my collection but one, this one would be my choice to keep. Honest, soul-searching, beautiful, inspired, just a stunning collection of songs that you will want to listen to again and again and again. Mm. I mean, I got to say Nicole Norman, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Based on okay. this episode All right. All right. and our assessment of it, I feel like that's in line with a lot of things we've said. Yeah. You want to listen again and again and again? Wow. Well, I mean, I was going to say that too, but also TJ and Sarah haven't been wrong yet, so I'm going to say Nicole Norderman as well. Nicole Norderman? <laughs> All three of y'all got a point. That was Wide-Eyed by Nicole right. Norderman. Josh, you're pretty behind Sarah <laughs> Wait, and so TJ. I got to beat TJ. To yes, you to guys are place. tied. So whoever gets Shoot. this last one, unless you guys get the same, then, then you both the tie. Of the podcast. And both there of you, you guys have to take over my spot on the podcast. So, like, <laughs> got it. Not only does okay. TJ have to do his part, but then he has to. <laughs> so basically, what's going to happen is, is if if y'all both win, Sarah, you're going to record all of my parts, but then TJ is right. going to have to go in later and overdub his voice. Oh, man. Over all of your parts, As yeah, it's a whole thing. You, we don't yeah, want this to happen. It. So, Josh, you got to pull ahead. Got to pull ahead, uh, man. You got okay. Here we go. Well, now I'm not gonna guess the same as TJ. Whatever we we got. Okay, all right. Oh, that's an interesting strategy. Here we go. Last question on brand new wide-eyed blind. This review is one star. Oh no! Titled "Not in Time for Christmas." Here's the review. We're still waiting on this product. It will take over a month. Really? That is not acceptable. And if my daughter did not want it so much, I would cancel. Oh, man. Paramore. Paramore. Wait, Paramore. no. I wanted to say that. Damn it, TJ. She, you're the guest. You get, the, you get your first choice. No. I'm going to say guest gets first choice. Oh, I yeah, get for first... sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm doing Paramore. Okay. All right, so TJ, you got to answer different. I can't imagine this person's daughter is that passionate about Third Eye Blind. I just can't see. Or Nicole Norman. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Nordy. 
Okay. Nordy. I guess oh, Paramore Nordy. first, for the record. I, I'm just saying. The record <laughs> is struck. It does not matter. Josh, what about you? Paramore. All right, guys. That was Paramore. That was the only Paramore. I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah, you win. Congratulations. Won. I'm going to take off Thank my headphones, you. and you're going to take over from okay. here. You guys oh, have a great sounds night. sounds great. So, Sarah, I mean, Kylan, did this record <laughs> flop or bop? Well, thank you guys for indulging me in brand new wide eyed blind. Um, that was, was this game. my favorite game? <laughs> yeah, I know. This I, right? I know. I, thing. I, I think I'm going to start doing this for like almost this every episode. Great. It's I know. Th- this was better than guessing the lyrics because uh, Amazon reviews are absolutely insane. They're bonkers. <laughs> There's no way to know. My favorite is still the guy that gave Third Eye Blind two stars, but he had to give him props because they Better got than farther than his band. Is there a band that sings Amazon reviews? Ooh. Mm, there's no, got to be. Should be. Dibs. I, I feel like there should Dibs, be, right? Yeah. If there isn't, or Yelp reviews. Okay. Yeah, okay, guys. Patreon. It comes down to this. Final verdicts was... 1998's Wide-Eyed by Nicole Norderman, a flop or a bop? TJ, you're going first. Hot dang. Okay, I feel like I never go first, so I'm never ready. So I'm going to I'm gonna give a little bit of context. I did a deep dive, you guys. As you could tell, I was I was analyzing a lot of the, the lyrics and themes of this record. That's, you know, par for the course for me. That's a lot of the, the way that I engage with a lot of these albums that we cover. And so that's a fun... Uh, way for me to dig into you know music that I may or may not enjoy but before I kind of give my my little spiel and my assessment I'm gonna uh, share a little bit of an interview that I found with Nicole Nordman from 2017 and I think it's going to uh, illuminate why I landed where I landed so (laughs) it's just a little excerpt from the interview but it starts with this question. It's from the website Song Facts, and they did like an, a songwriter interview series, and so this is one of them. It starts with a question that feels like gotcha journalism, <laughs> so that's fun. But they say, as a Christian artist, what responsibilities do you have that secular artists don't? Oh, boo. Which, like, right out of the gate. What are you boo. doing? Um, so I'm, you know, I don't know this person, but anyway. So she responds very tactfully. She says, artists are supposed to tell the truth. Full stop. Good art does that and always has, historically. Christian artists are often confused with roles we are not qualified to take on and shoes we shouldn't step into. We are not pastors or counselors. We are not theologians. We're not teachers. I even get a little nervous about the term role models because when our humanity betrays us and the curtain is pulled back, Young people especially don't know what to do with the onstage versus offstage persona and failure. Yeah. That's so when good. When your favorite Christian accountant goes to rehab, you respond with grace and support. When your favorite Christian artist does, people unravel. I say that confessionally. There were years that I maintained persona at all costs. It's so dangerous. The responsibility I feel as a Christian artist is the very same responsibility I feel as a Christian, period. I'm trying not to differentiate these days. I want my life's work and my relationships and my worship and my service to point to Jesus who saves us with his love time and time again. I want to write songs that tell the truth and the road to that and sometimes even the road away from that. I want to sing loudly about the inclusivity of the table where we're invited to sit and feast. 
I hope my actual life sings this song and not just my music. I'd be it would be deeply sad to me if someone pointed out that there was a marked difference. Dang. I Dang, love that. That was super good. I felt like I needed to do a little research before weighing in on this album. And that was from 2017. Wait, so, why did you feel the need to do more research before weighing in? Like why before weighing in? Because have I, you met TJ? <laughs> <laughs> have you had a conversation with TJ? Welcome to Church Jams Now. <laughs> yeah, I I probably put way too much bearing on every decision that I ever make, or um, you know, I, I like analyzing. I like I like getting thinky. So, yeah. uh, for this album, I felt like to give it a fair shake, I needed to kind of understand the person behind it. Gotcha. So, and and I'll I'll explain why this was helpful for me. Um, this album was a surprise for me. It's definitely very hard on sleeve writing with a lot of flowery language, broody tones, and big sweeping imagery. Um, some of those things I like, some of those things I don't, but I overall really, you know, enjoyed listening to this album. Uh, I have to give it a bop. It's, it's a little bit of a low key begrudging bop, not because of Nicole as a person, writer, musician, or because of anything else happening on this album. I loved a lot of that. I think if anything, it was like, like production and stuff yeah sure yeah but also it's a begrudging bot because of what nicole has always represented for me personally because i grew up with her music being associated with like the quiet conservative church lady or that culture of just like not being able to ask questions not being able to explore doubt or uh mystery or these things that clearly as we've realized on this album she is engaging with and she's kind of like confronting and really delving into and so this album subverted all my expectations as far as lyrically like what it talked about it was it was pretty subversive and pretty edgy actually for its time Mm -hmm. um and i really loved that and there was enough about it musically that i really appreciated and so uh you know even if historically what i associated with her was something that i might be a little skeptical or wary of culturally the record itself and i feel like nicole herself is somebody that i really like and the the record is something that i really like so from like an artistic values basis the authenticity component looms large on this record and that's so important to me so like it's kind of a heart bop but yeah oh that's so rad that's so rad. i feel like there's like a kindred spirit thing happening a little bit definitely so and I'm a little bummed I made you go first because that was like so <laughs> beautiful and profound and articulate. Yeah, no, well, that's so rad. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. I've been saying one of these days you're going to surprise me with a bop, TJ. And maybe this was it. I think this I, was wow. it. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, so man. Cool. That's so cool. I think she's a secret mystic. I don't know. No, and for I was sure. just like, for sure. I like you. I like what you're doing here. Yeah. I'm glad I could surprise you a little bit. That's fun. Yeah. No, that was like super cool. Yeah. It, it was hard to follow that. But it, uh, know, yeah. Me. Uh, so. <laughs> well, wait, wait. Because you're undecided. So maybe. I'm not undecided. Last. I've decided. Y'all. Are you you're yeah, decided? Yeah. Come on. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've got a whole All thing. Right. No. I don't. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing I was saving Josh for last because usually he's like very articulate about like why we're all wrong. Can't follow that. <laughs> but now I'm worried he's just gonna be like, "Well, it's no third eye blind." So <laughs> they and got did farther. Did this like this like didn't beautiful... get here by Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I agree with so much of what TJ said. Uh, but if if I'm following my own criteria 
that I have been uh, for this entire show. I'm going to have to flop this album, but it's kind of a begrudging flop because mm-hmm. I feel oh, like, answers. yeah, like I feel like, like more so than most of the albums that we've covered. I get everything that, that TGA was saying. And, and there, there was something there. There was a really surprising like vulnerability to the lyrics, which, you know, we've talked about, I don't really pay attention to lyrics, but I could tell that there was like really something here. But for me, my criteria is usually like at some point within the next year after having listened to this, will I put this record on again? Honestly, I probably won't, but I cannot deny of all of the records that we've covered so far. I would say lyrically, this has got to be in like top five. And it was really surprising to me that for like a quote unquote CCM record from 1998, like some of the themes that that she brought up. But I think the the sticking point for me is is the thing that we kind of talked about a few times, like TJ brought up like uh, the narrative element of it all. And then, you know, Josh kind of talked about too, like like with all the story songs, like kind of since there's nothing to like hang on to in terms of, of like catchy melodies or things like that. Right. Like kind of once you know the story, it's hard for me to want to like go back and, and listen to it again. So yeah, it's, it's barely on that line, but uh, I'm just going to flop it. So, but I, I, I love that because I feel like you're, you know, you've explained that you see, a lot but there's of value in it. In it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But, there, but there's a lot of value in it. But you're staying consistent with with your framing for for bops and flops. Right. So That's all. How I'm can anybody do, fault man. you for that? And what I love too is like some of my favorite movies, TV shows, albums, anything are things that I haven't engaged with in years because mm. I love them so much that I don't want to go back to them. So it's a very different framework, you know. Like right, for sure. Just the way that I think about some of my favorite things, they're like. And maybe this is very silly of me, but they're so like precious that they're like up on a no, shelf no, I, somewhere, I, and they're like waiting. I totally, for well, me to be so in the mood. I'm you know? I'm not that way personally, but I'm that way with like sharing the art that I love with others because I'm mm. so worried that they're mm. not going to connect with it the same way. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many like uh, Ingmar Bergman films that I love. Like like you guys know, like I named my last album after like a yeah. Bergman movie that none of y'all have seen. And I haven't shown my wife, even though it's like such an important movie to me, but I'm honestly like a little scared because it's like, well, <laughs> like what if, like what if they don't connect with it the same way I do? It's, it's like a big deal. It's yeah. so important to me. Yeah I, yeah. I think that's interesting. Sarah, you like broke our show. What did you do? I love it. And guys, who would have thought that Nicole Norderman would have, like, if you had asked me at the very beginning of this, would there have been, like, this level of of thought put into this? I just would have been, like, I just would have written this off as, like, another kind of, like, CCM record. But I think that's super, super cool. So, yeah, Sarah, I'm I'm very curious. uh, Having predicted that this would be a flop, uh, yeah. After all of this, like, where do, where do you land? Yeah, I actually had a pretty hard time because I, I just I love hearing what y'all are saying, because 
this is kind of what I was hoping for. And one of the reasons why I chose this album, like kind of knowing that my past self kind of wrestled with this album. So I wanted to listen to it again for myself because I knew yeah. that there were a lot of themes in here that were very difficult for me to grasp as a kid, but I knew that like they were meaningful things, you know, I just couldn't yeah. fully understand them and musically, and emotionally, you can understand the themes because it's very dark and moody. But like lyrically, I don't think I always got it. <clears throat> and so I wanted to bring it back because I was like, I, I want to listen to the lyrics now as an adult to see like what was actually being said, despite what was already being said in the music, basically. Right, right, right. And I knew that it was going to be a very different Christian music experience. Listen for for you guys for your podcast because mm -hmm. yeah, I've, I've been you know I've been keeping up with y'all stuff. I maybe I haven't listened to every episode, guys. I'm That's sorry. That's fine. But... <laughs> I haven't either, so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I knew generally like what what we've been what y'all have been covering and yeah, stuff yeah. and i knew this would be like just not totally on the same vibe right yeah it, it, it feels kind of like out of left field a little departure. bit but yeah. yeah yeah in a good way and so and i and i think the themes in it i just feel like for its time and even now i'm like we actually need this album now i, I don't really listen to that much christian music anymore but i feel like this type of stuff is actually more needed now than it was back then and i think mm -hmm. it was still needed back then you know these themes these ideas typically i would say it's a flop because like musically it's we've already discussed it yeah. it's just hard to get into but i'm going with the bop because that one song to say thanks like kept wow. playing in my head okay the lyrics i just think are amazing and i'm like this is just i think this is needed this is needed like yeah. in the christian culture i think and i don't know who's doing this anymore right. i'm so glad so. you were cool enough to come onto our podcast <laughs> yeah dude, that's so <laughs> thank okay, you like so yeah we have two reversals from our predictions right tj did you predict i said it time? i said it might be a bop but but i was basing that on like the studio players and like right kind of some of that stuff so the reason i ended up bopping it was different it was totally different mm -hmm. yeah wow but that you were a reversal, reversal right kylan were you a bop prediction flop i have no idea dude i don't know where i am in any of <laughs> <Okay>. this <laughs> i think me and josh were the flops we and were oh yeah that's we were the right. Flops. Yeah. Yeah, that's right yeah that's right okay so okay yes. well this is our first guest prediction of a flop that turns into a bop a bop that's pretty great so yeah that is <laughs> making some history okay so josh you got to follow all of that you better be incredibly articulate <laughs> otherwise we're gonna end this early otherwise it's just getting cut right here oh my and gosh. <laughs> subscribe to the patreon and find my i am review. so curious <laughs> yeah. what did josh think okay man Y'all have all said all really good things. And that, I think, says a lot about this record that we have had so many interesting conversations and, like, topics have been, like, <clears throat> addressed and talked about from... Sorry, Josh, that's the end. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you weren't kidding, man. That's so loud. You did end it early. I know, that was so uh, it's almost done. Mean for the <laughs> Don't even remember where Sorry, it was. Sorry, what were you saying? So, yes, so... We've talked about a lot of like really interesting stuff from this record that Nicole brought up and brought about in her songwriting. This is like definitely not the, any kind of like realm of music that I'm like interested in or that I like. So this was all, record had a 
big uphill battle for me. Mm. I was like, okay, sure, whatever. But there was a lot that I was able to catch catch on to and think about and enjoy and especially like appreciate on like an intellectual level or like what was going on like really just everything that we've all talked about um i thought the songs were all arranged super well and i was very very impressed with her songwriting particularly particularly her lyrics which we talked about her being a little bit older for this being a debut record and i think maybe that was like a strength that she'd had that time to one probably think about some weightier topics and like mm. be like i'm not scared to like write a song about doubt now and and also just hone like her lyric writing like the lyrics that she sang i don't know she just did a great job of evoking like some immediate imagery just from like a line like you're like okay i totally like get what you're saying and what you're going for from one or two lines which is not an easy thing to do right so yeah enjoyed this record a lot more than i anticipated to stick with my flopper bop criteria mine is do i see myself listening to most or all of this again in the future and i don't i definitely see myself listening to i wish the same for you and you know what sarah i wish the same for you that that song would be a bop because that song is a stone cold it really is man that that song is so good and i think it that also helps that i was like not expecting a song like this to be on the record so when that came out i was like it was a surprise it was so much of a surprise like it was a great song but then i was like oh i didn't expect something like this to be here and it's It's also a cjn first that our guest was so objectively wrong about something (laughs) thank you for that too sarah and our podcast that is almost entirely subjective that is the one objective thing we can say (laughs) so yes so will i put on the whole record again probably not but i really enjoyed the trip that we were able to take down and i think we we've talked a little bit like just kylan tj and i on like our uh, cgn group chat but like this is what I want from our podcast of like going into records that we like are right. think are going to be bad and then like discovering some really great things about them. Exactly. Regardless yeah. of whether we flop or bop them, like that's the cool part of this. Like, oh, this random record that I would have totally written off, like actually has a lot of really cool things on it. And right. That yeah. Like, about like I, a lot I of never would have listened to this record yeah. if it were not for you, Sarah, and for this show. So I think that's like super cool. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. I gotta flop it for the record, but really enjoyed the one process of getting of listening to the record and making notes, and then also talking about it with y'all. Yeah, dude. So that's a oh, win duh. overall. Yay! You put a bow on that answer, Josh. That was nice. Thanks. That was nice. That's the kind of answer uh, I didn't care if the album flopped or bopped, but I was really excited to hear what y'all had to say. In this the is why Josh goes last. yeah guys so we did it we listened to all of wide-eyed by nicole norman uh yeah Yeah, it it was a wild ride sarah thank you so much for for bringing this record to us definitely guys yeah so happy to be able to discuss it with you guys this was a lot of fun heck yeah this was like this has been a super fun one uh do you have anything you want to like plug or or, or talk about if there's anything you have going on or if there's like fun dog Instagram accounts you want you know, <laughs> to, to follow. It doesn't matter. Anything. And th- this, uh, this is well, your Weezer platform. Musical. Time to a do Weezer it, huh? musical. Yeah. Do you want to try to sell try some to tickets? Sell some it's a little tickets. too late for that, but you can try. 
podcast called? Oh, man. Well, I started my own podcast with my sister. Um, it's called Sister Sibs. Now, we don't have as many episodes as you guys do, but I think we'll circle back to it. We kind of took a hiatus for a little bit here, but um, what we got out there is pretty good so far. So, you know, Sweet. Hey, nice. check us out. Sister, Sister Sibs. Sibs. Heck, yeah. Sweet. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on the podcast. And hopefully, thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. It was a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely, I I was trying to think of a shook things up, man. Wide eyed. I'm now wide eyed that you you came on. I don't know. I've I've anyway. 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 That is, oh, I'm still so mad. That was like the best. I'm so bad at segues on this podcast. Uh, well, yeah, Sarah, thank you so much. Uh, this has been awesome. So for anyone that is listening, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Church Jams Now. Uh, we also have a Patreon uh, where we do more bonus things. We just uh, we have all of all three of our origin story episodes up where we interview each other and talk about like what it was like growing up and how we turned into the people that we are now. Uh, so if you like that kind of stuff, check us out on patreon.com slash church jams now podcasts. And I think that's going to do it. So from all of us here at the CJN crew, may all your favorite bands stay together. Peace out, Mon Frères. Oh, man, I should have asked everyone if they would weigh in on Instagram on whether or not I should get this haircut. (laughs) Get that haircut? I mean, we can still do it. We're still recording. You wanted our opinion on that? (laughs) Are you sure? Oh, man, this is going to be the Instagram clip for sure.